And it's Eric Ambler, and you're listening to the podcast where we look at the pop culture of our youth through the lens of adulthood. It's not about good or bad, it's about then and now, as we try our best to answer the question, What were we watching? Oh my god, it is episode 172. Oh my Spice. god! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so many! You'll get there someday. I guess. Um, but guys... I've been looking forward to this for a long time. It is Spice World v. Glitter. I know. This is like the Citizen Kane versus The Godfather, for which is the best movie of you know the late 90s, early aughts. I love it. <laughs> so we have with us today two very special guests whom you've heard already. But to introduce them formally in this corner, we have one of the co-hosts of the Two Gay Mats podcast and YouTube channel. He's also a talented singer-songwriter whose most recent EP, Get Lost, is available wherever you can get your music. And he is one of Ms. Mariah Carey's most loyal lambs. It's Matt Palmer. Oh my goodness, thank you for having me. What a beautiful intro. I feel so <laughs> proud and happy to be noted as podcast host, musician, and lamely member. <laughs> Which is what, uh, you know, how I describe myself. Of course, that will be on your tombstone. 100%. Exactly. Yes, those are the three reasons why we wanted you to be on this episode in particular, Matt. <laughs> I love it. Those are your three good qualities. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll take them. <laughs> and in this corner, he is also one of the co-hosts of the Two Gay Mats podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, he's a writer, actor, and entertainer whose debut feature, Devos, was just released on every movie streaming platform imaginable. <laughs> and he's a proud redhead who's serving today as our resident Ginger Spice. It's Matt Steele. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, the Spice Girl stands. We don't have like a stand name. Interesting. Like, like I don't think we do because we we were around, you know, before the internet. So uh, and then uh, they were gone, you know, before you know stand names became a thing. So well, maybe, maybe we'll we come, up come up with one, right one. Now. exactly a spice rack. <laughs> oh, I don't hate that. Yeah, no, I'm part of, we're part of the spice rack. We're part of the spice rack. I like that, actually. Right. It's better than Britney Army, which they're still going with. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> it's been a minute. You can think of something better. The Britney Army. Isn't there a Rihanna Navy as there well? There is, of course, the Rihanna Navy. <laughs> Lest we forget. Who's the Air Force? because she's in Battleship? Is that why? <laughs> I wonder if that is the connection. <laughs> well... We, we've got we've got a lot of work. Speaking of like fighting, we've got a lot of work cut out for us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you do. We got battles to fight. We have points. Wait, so I have a to question: make. Is this is there like a precedent for this matchup between you two? I mean, I think we both watched these movies together. We wa- had a double feature once with our friend Lindsay, mm. and we were uh, going to say, "Okay, Lindsay, we're go- we are going to watch." I think we watched Glitter first, and then we watched Spice World. I don't remember In this. one night. And wow. we were like, okay, Lindsay, which one was the better movie? What'd she say? <laughs> well, should we spoil, is that a spoil to get Lindsay's opinion right now? Because we all know and love Lindsay. Let's do this. Let's, if, if we tie, 
She can be our tiebreaker. I love that. Lindsay will be the tiebreaker. <laughs> that is very valid. Okay. And I think I've also watched this movie with Eric Amblar. Yes. We have sat together and watched this film because we used to do that before. I think before we lived together, I would come over like Fridays and we'd have a movie night because I didn't watch a lot of movies. And, uh, you know, we had movies we both loved and watched them together. And this was, of course, one of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Inevitably. <laughs> Inevitably was. <laughs> I remember that as well, and that's why I'll be doing the the little recap of Glitter uh, before we start. Yes. Just to make sure everyone's on the same page, we do like to recap the movies. So as briefly as I can do it, I'll, I'll start with Glitter. Can, can I cheer along or is that... Yeah, of course. You can <laughs> chime in. Down upon. Okay. <laughs> like when so, a villain enters, you're like, boo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the movie Glitter uh, was released on September 21st, 2001, and was directed by Vondi Curtis Hall and written by Kate Lanier. It stars Mariah Carey, Max Beasley, Terrence Howard, DeBrat, Dia and Eric Benet. Um, (laughs) glitter. (laughs) it's true and glitter is the story of billy frank who is a talented young singer who overcomes a difficult childhood to achieve pop superstardom Um, we see part of her early life in the 1970s being raised by her mother who's a nightclub singer who struggles with alcoholism billy has moved into the foster system after her mom accidentally starts a fire in their apartment building and then we flash forward to 1983 new york city where Billy is an aspiring singer slash dancer question mark. Um, <laughs> She's more of a mover than a dancer. <laughs> you know, in her first opening shot, she is moving. I know. That's the yeah. most I've she seen Mariah Carey move in the 30 years we've known her. Oh, it's like the best she's ever looked. She oh, looks amazing. She looks amazing. And I mean, honestly, in the whole movie, but we'll get into it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Iconic, for sure. For sure. And uh, she is discovered at, at the nightclub by DJ Dice, with whom she develops a romantic relationship. However, Dice has to make a deal with Billy's shady manager to secure her creative freedom. Billy's career takes off, which causes friction between her and her boyfriend. He slowly loses his influence over Billy's musical direction, and he channels his frustration into just, well, number one, being a dick, and number two, uh, his own creative projects and his bands and stuff. A lot of marimba. Man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, when he picks up those sticks, I'm I just know. like, girl, what are we doing? And then she like bangs him right afterwards. Hey, so. who could say no to a marimba song? <laughs> it's Honestly, like that's the thing that sets off her libido. That's just the like, guy you want to have sex with. <laughs> Who's playing the marimba? <laughs> Very seductive. So Billy, she's also growing disillusioned until she starts tapping into the pain of her childhood and her turbulent romance. And as she starts writing her own music. Meanwhile, that shady producer comes back. He demands that Dice pay his debt. And in their dispute, Dice is shot dead in the street. Billy learns this sad news just before her big debut in Madison Square Garden and returns to what was once their apartment uh, together to discover that she and Dice were writing the same song. <laughs> oh, Can you believe? How sweet. Of course they were. And so at her big concert, Billy interrupts the planned set list to perform the song that they wrote together. And after the show, she finds a note from Dice explaining that he was able to locate Billy's estranged mother. <laughs> so she takes her limo all the way to Maryland and is reunited with her mom once again. All and the way glitter. to the land of Maryland. Oh, my God. And what a beautiful closing shot. They're <laughs> hugging on that lawn. Where re- recovering alcoholics slash hey. drug addict? No, she wasn't a 
drug addict, was she? Uh, she was smoking just like cigarettes. I don't oh, know if she was doing those too much drugs. More. But it was PG-13. Um, <laughs> How deep did it get with drug use? Who knows what was in those cigarettes? Um, that's that's, that's where you go. She had a big old house now. Yeah, she was yeah. doing great. Yeah. Which is almost like, why had you not called Billy earlier than that? Well, like, she, she probably didn't want to bother her. What are, what are you doing about? <laughs> Billy's looking for you. Oh, my God. It is. There's a lot going on in Glitter, um, but perhaps rivaled only by Spice World. Oh my God. We're to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> literally, I dare you to find a through line. <laughs> literally, I guarantee you, this movie, when the editor was trying to make it, was just like, "What? How, how do I do this?" Because everything is just sm- like spliced together, right. and it's it's just pure insanity. I'm excited for this one. All right, give us a brief synopsis, Eric. <laughs> Uh, emphasis on the brief. I really, I, I'm cutting out a lot of like uh, details. Oh, well, as, as you it, must. Spice World, Spice World is nothing but details. Right. <laughs> so this will be hard. Okay, so Cam's doing the recap, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So Spice World is a musical film that follows a fictionalized, semi-fictionalized version of the Spice Girls as they tour around London, doing photo shoots, filming music videos, and getting into spontaneous adventures while their manager tries to wrangle them. And various parties try to either thwart or capitalize on their success. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a documentarian who keeps following them around for, you know, the story of the Spice Girls. Movie producers that want to make a movie out of out of the band. And a newspaper owner scheming to sully their reputation to sell more papers. And they just go on, on a bunch of different adventures. They have a friend that's pregnant gonna have a baby and they're all gonna be the godmother she gives birth towards the end they almost get abducted by aliens right there's aliens speedboat accident (laughs) they save a boy coming out of a coma (laughs) and it all culminates in a big performance in the royal albert hall and everyone's happy pretty much yeah yeah and it becomes an action-packed adventure at the end where victoria (laughs) of course is the one driving the bus But like, as someone who just wrote a screenplay, Matt Steele, uh-huh. you listen to that synopsis. What do you think? I'm just like, yes. All I want to do is watch the Spice Girls do shit. <laughs> like that's but like literally just, the point. But the question is like, is that a movie? Is this not just a sequence of vignettes next to one another? It, it both are true. <laughs> that's a, like when I think of the Spice Girls, all I think about is just like, oh, I because the best part about like being a Spice Girls fan was just their interviews and just watching them interact with each other. And mm. as a Spice Girl fan, like, what more could you want other than like an hour and a half of them just interacting with each other? And just having fun. I love a story. (laughs) If someone thought of a story to tell, (laughs) there's a story. There's an ending. They like run across. They you know come across Elton John, and there's a bunch of friends, and (laughs) and then they discover girl power, and then um you know the whole plot with the movie. The people want to develop a movie. They end up developing the actual movie that you just watched. That's kind of like the fun (laughs) little ending. Mm. And Richard Academy Award nominee Richard E. Grant is like, yes, sign me up for that movie. The girls wow. are going to do it. Well, Terrence Howard's in Glitter. And he mm. won... Did he win an Emmy? Do we know? <laughs> he was on a, a very popular show for a long time. He's an Academy Award nominee. There you go. Yeah, for what so movie? For <laughs> Hustle and Flow. Oh. Yeah, so so we have Academy Award nominees in both I love that. Films. Right. That, Before that's one of my they were nominated. bits of trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, say what you want about, you know, the acting overall in these films. You know, there's there's some good people cast in it. I think it was my first time watching Spice World, and I had to say I enjoyed all the little cameos and people like George Went are in this mm-hmm. movie. Alan uh, Cumming, Alan Cumming, Jennifer Saunders is the best cameo. Yeah, just the tiny <laughs> that like a little bit of dialogue between her and Victoria 
where it's right after the sequence where the girls are like, we should stop being like st- our stereotypes. Like we, we don't want to just be like seen as this one thing. Like we're three dimensional people. I don't want to just be seen as sporty or baby or whatever. And so Victoria's like trying to delve deep into herself. Mm. And in the previous scene, they were talking about the fish manta rays because Jerry, of course, had some random knowledge about manta rays. And so Jennifer Saunders is like talking to Victoria like, oh yes, well Gucci, da 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 da. Like I was so disappointed with their fashion, their spring collection. Mm. And Victoria's just like, how do you feel about manta rays? <laughs> and, and Jennifer Saunders is like, oh yes, uh, a manta ray, a wonderful designer. I love manta ray. These, these are manta ray shoes. These, these are his glasses. <laughs> it's just like, it's great. It's a great thing. That's the best part of the movie. Uh, right? You know, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it has an audience. Um, I mean, I think glitters at, all right. Okay. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Is a good actress not in this movie? I feel like Billy Frank is not given a lot to do. It's okay. a lot, like, I don't know that Mariah, as beautiful and, you know, as much as she captured the hearts of America, I don't know if she needs to be an ingenue in the movie. It's, she's much better in a, a much smaller film called Wise Girls, in which she's, uh, with Mira Sorvino, and she's like a side character, comic relief even. She gets to do her big New York, New York accent. Very funny, very good. Of course, critically acclaimed, award-winning performance in Precious. Yes, you can't forget the Miami, uh, film festival. <laughs> hey! Whatever award that, <laughs> that was. That was an award. Where she was, a yep. little drunk <laughs> at the acceptance. Yeah, she was, you know, in an altered state. Just a celebratory moment. Of so I don't think this is really where Mariah could show off her acting chops. But I think, you know, everyone was serviceable. I think everyone did a fun... Like Max Beasley, you know, he's believable as a, a douchebag boyfriend, right? And, um, you know, uh, Tia Texada goes through it. I thought the actress who played her... Was it manager or? Oh, we'll talk about the PR woman. <laughs> the PR Blair, woman. Who she deserved <laughs> all of the the. Acclaim. She was excellent. excellent. Like, truly, <laughs> what a brilliant performance! Yes. Like my next movie, I want her in. She, I'm sure uh, you can get her. <laughs> her performance reminded me of a lot of like a, a parent in an after school special who just is like, com- <laughs> completely oblivious to like their kid who's taking drugs or doing some other terrible behavior. <laughs> she oh was God. great at it. <laughs> she's and she's just on it. Like she is committing to that performance and just not missing a beat like she is stunning in that movie unbelievable unbelievable like i like i have chills thinking about that like when i rewatched the movie again i was just like god she never disappoints like this is it oh so of the acting performances how did you guys feel what jumped out at you i don't know i found i found both pop stars i mean mariah and the spice girls very charming and just like magnetic on screen doesn't really matter the movie that they're in it's just like as long as they are performing and doing what they're good at it's charming to me and yeah. they're all very attractive and i love the side performances in, in spice world especially like richard e grand is great all the all the cameos mentioned are are fun meatloaf um <laughs> i don't buy max beasley too much <laughs> i feel like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like that, my my thing with accent max, is so phony my thing with, <laughs> yeah. my thing with max beasley is is mo- mostly because of the look like mm. it's kind of like the styling for the whole movie is the movie's supposed to be early 80s but like it just screams yeah. 2001 like max <laughs> beasley is like you're a quintessential hot guy in 2001 yeah like that's what they look like the yeah. hair like the, the sort of lightly highlighted tips like it, right. it's just like oh all we had the only 80s thing here is like some of the production in the, from the soundtrack and like it's kind of colorful <laughs> like everything is just so they, 2001 they use a, a phone booth at one point yes, yes. Right. oh that was like the most dated moment in it where she's using a phone booth to call 
to, to let her friend know to like tune into a radio station right now because yes, her totally. song is playing right now. And she buys station. him a Yamaha keyboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and they're just like, what? And he's oh, yeah. like, whoa, whoa, look at that. Like, wow. And I'm just like, oh, what a nice moment. Yeah, it's funny. I saw the, I saw the 1983 like title card and then it gets into the movie and I'm like, Did, was there a time jump? Did I miss? <laughs> are, are we in the 2000s now? <laughs> I also love uh, Debrat. I think Debrat's like really good in the movie <laughs> in, in Glitter. Um, I, my favorite thing about Debrat's character is that she is still so Debrat. Like she is just wearing those like butch shorts and everything <laughs> has like the bandanas around her head. But like she's supposed to be like Mariah's like background dancer. So yeah. she's doing these like sexy moves <laughs> as if she's like in a bikini and everything. And it's like, this is so strange. I love it. And they have good chemistry together. They do. They're great friends even yeah. still. That's why Spice World's great. It's just like. And I think Debrat has now just gotten her second acting job in which she's going to be in a touring production of uh, Set It Off for the stage. (laughs) And she's going to be playing Queen Latifah's character. Oh, no way. And in conjunction with that, she came out when she was not out before, which was really the surprise. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I love that Glitter's opened doors for her. You know, because people must have seen that and been like, you got to get her on stage. Uh, Absolutely. Got to get her on stage. She's got it. And Max Beasley is British, so the New York accent was a stretch, and so I, you know, I, I think it's, bit. I think the accent. He did okay. I think the accent. He was doing fine. what he could do. Yeah, I, I think this time I actually liked Max Beasley the most. So maybe Cam and I are going to fight a lot more than you guys. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like Max Beasley. I, I could, I could, yeah. I could get into him just because I thought everyone else in the movie was just really falling flat. Um, I will say. <laughs> Seeing it a second time, I'm yes. much kinder to Mariah's performance. Yay! Um, thank you. Because there's definitely, there's definitely, it varies wildly from scene to scene. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate it. Like, and the ones that deal specifically with music and the moments where she's like mm. in a recording studio or performing on stage, yeah. and especially the aforementioned turn on the radio scene. That's mm. probably my favorite mm-hmm. scene in the movie now because that feels so genuine and like, yeah, that would feel so exciting and cool. To hear your first song being played on the radio, it's probably a moment that many famous musicians have gone through or something Absolutely. similar. And as for Spice World, I love some, some Richard E. Grant. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's great. He's just like the rock that holds the movie together. Yes. Like he's, he's like the one semblance of sanity, but yet he's so wound up and tense. So he's like slightly crazy still, but you still are the one you like identify with him the most. Cause yes. you're like, I can't imagine what it's like to like try to rally these five girls who have, you know, just giant minds of their own and they're rowdy and everything and trying to manage and make sure they don't die and they get to where they need to be and yes. everything when all they want to do is just have fun. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, you're still just like, Oh no, but girls like you gotta, you can't right. escape the bus to go on a boat ride. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta go do we, your job. We gotta, we gotta make a movie here. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. he, he's giving you permission to be like in the back of your mind, be a little frustrated with how insane everything is. Right. Yeah. Um, While he's wearing these like metallic green suits <laughs> looking like the Joker kind of. Yeah. It's got the sideburns and the soul patch. Oh, I love it. I <laughs> love, love that. I just remember loving Victoria Beckham. Oh, I remember her performance. I mean, the performance the of the millennium. Like, like <laughs> that's the moment when I think the world realized, oh, Victoria is 
incredible. Like she, because when they first came out and everything, it was like, oh, we don't really understand. Like she's the quietest one and she wears only black and like we were Americans. So like we don't use words like posh. We don't know what posh spice means, you know? So we're just like, oh, she's, or at least I, when I was little, I was like, mm. she's the one that kind of confuses me a little. Right. You know, because the other ones were, I was a child. So, you know, the other ones were louder and they wore bright colors and they had their own styles and everything. So they jumped out at me more. But I was like, what's, what's Victoria's deal and everything? She, she doesn't even smile. Um, and she reveals that she doesn't smile because it, she wanted to prevent wrinkles. And so <laughs> she knew this like at 23. And so, um, but then you see the movie and, and the entire time, like you watch their interviews and they're just like, Victoria's the funniest one. Victoria's the funniest one of us. And you're just like, no, she's not. But then you see that movie and you're just like, oh, Victoria's the funniest one. Like Victoria is I incredible. Dis- I disagree. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. How dare you? Wait, wait, wait. But I, but I have, I will say my 10 year old self totally got posh spice. <laughs> she's the hot one. She's the hot one. They're all the hot ones. That's why we didn't get it. Yeah, little, They're all the hot ones. They're all different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've completely turned around. She's probably my least favorite now. Wow. <laughs> but, after, but, uh, after seeing Spice World, like, or like yeah. comedian wise. Actually, Spice World kind of killed it for me oh, no. <laughs> well and her reputation like lately but what? her reputation is uh, fine okay she, maybe maybe i'm just out of the loop in terms of in terms i mean of she's too good for the Victoria rest of the group now but wow. <laughs> <laughs> i mean other than that maybe that was like colored it colored look, her look, negatively for me it's like she that, didn't <laughs> yeah, we are very upset that she did not join their 2019 reunion have you been on their spotify yeah. lately it's just the four of them in the picture and i'm like ah <laughs> and they're wearing these like conservative mom outfits and different colors. I'm like, oof. Look, <laughs> wait, wasn't there wasn't there a period where Jerry was gone? Yeah, Jerry quit um, May um, like the twenty or thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight or something. Uh, you don't need the exact uh, day. Like, <laughs> yes, I, remember, yes, I remember that yes, day. It was do. a rainy day in New Jersey, <laughs> and I, I, yeah. There's the four of them. Just that's, so that's, that was we're their marketing the for the tour. Yeah, we're seeing the photo. Isn't that sad just to see <laughs> four of them in those mom outfits? Well, they wanted to market the tour. Well, you know. then, yes. then did you see what they wore on the tour? They were still loud and funky and crazy. <laughs> it was incredible. They looked amazing. But keep going, Cam. <laughs> um, should, we, should we get into kind of like our personal histories with these with these pop stars? Why Absolutely. <laughs> Would you like to start? Would you like me to start, Matt Steele? I'll start. Okay. Um, no one's ever asked me this before. This is really beautiful. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, so I first was introduced to the Spice Girls. My dad used to live in Las Vegas and every summer my brother and I would visit him for like two and a half or three weeks and he would take us to see all the Vegas shows and everything. And so I, we, at the stratosphere, we saw a celebrity impersonation, uh, show where, and then the final act were these five women just like lip synced to as the Spice Girls and they were dressed up as the Spice Girls they looked like the Spice Girls and everything and you know there was Madonna and Michael Jackson blah 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 blah. but the finale were the Spice Girls because like at this point one of you was number one but I and I knew the song but I never had like faces to go with mm. the song and so so I heard the song and I was like oh all five of these girls are so amazing and I thought because they were the final act I thought that they were the actual Spice Girls Oh, because you know I was little and I didn't understand and then after and I was just like I was like these girls are so much fun I love them uh, and then I was told later that they were not the actual Spice Girls so then I bought the album uh, or you know my mom bought it for me because I was a child and uh, the first album Spice and listened to it on repeat I was like yes yes the Spice Girls I love them 
And then, of course, there were also the rumors that they were all lesbians together or whatever. And so I like remember looking at the pictures being like, oh, I wonder which two are together. Like I, I remember like trying to like, like I'm trying to like match make them in like sort of a way. Um, but and so, you know, I just like loved their music and everything. And then I bought um, an unauthorized VHS of like just Spice Girl interviews. I think it was called like Spice Power or something. And it was just a compilation of interviews that they had. And I was like, holy shit, like. These girls are so much fun. Their chemistry together is so... I could just watch them all day. And they're just such individuals. And and their energy was just blaring through the TV screen. So then, of course, I watched all the subsequent like specials on TV. I remember when the um, Two Become One... No, no, no. The Who Do You Think You Are video came out. Like They had like a special on like ABC or something mm. where they did like interviews with them. That was like an hour long leading up to the video release and everything. And I was like, they are so cool. They're all so cool. I don't know which one is my favorite. And so that just like, you know, began, that was my That's journey. As started. Them. And then, you know, little elementary school me was just obsessed with the Spice Girls for the two years that they were together. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I saw them on their, their uh, world tour. This is after Jerry quit with my best friend Robert at the mm. time uh, in the Poconos. And of course, we were a million miles away, but it was the most exciting day of my life. I remember telling the lady on the phone, because you know how you used to buy tickets on like Telecharge, like after she was like, okay, you're, she told my mom like, okay, your tickets are confirmed. I grabbed the phone from my mom and I was like, God bless you. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, that's just my history with the Spice. What's your history with Mariah? My history with Mariah was my brother had the album Daydream, Uh and sometimes he would listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, my history with Mariah evolved from you, and of course, Precious. You know, I I guess Precious was before we met. That seems weird when I think about Mariah's timeline and then our timeline. It doesn't always match up. Like I never knew that Mariah had like a. I like I knew Glitter was not. Um, a, the biggest success. So, so I knew that about mm-hmm. her, and everything, but I never knew she had like. I never knew what the trajectory of her career like right. was in the way that it, like I never knew she all had right. a comeback and all that stuff. Well, all right, go ahead, Matt Palmer. So it was summer 1995. Eight year old Matt Palmer is in the back seat of a car and hears "Fantasy" on the radio for the first time. Mind blown. Best voice I've ever heard. Most beautiful song I've ever heard. Just obsessed. I go home and in my and in my head I remember it this way I'm sure it wasn't exactly this way but I swear the music video was playing on MTV and the pop version of the music video was playing on MTV and then I went to BET and the remix version with ODB was playing on BET and mm-hmm. I was just like I love her she's the best artist of all time I got it like this is all I need I get the album for as a gift from my parents and I listen through it and initially I hate to say it didn't like it. Too slow. I was like, I am ready to dance. I was thinking we're getting more fantasies here. I'm upset. I just am not as into this as I thought I was. Then a few months later, Always Been a Baby came out as the third single. I revisited the album and, you know, the rest is history, truly. I of course, sang. well, you know, the two months, you know, you, you've you matured. I've matured so much. I mean, yeah. as <laughs> from an eight-year-old to an eight- and two-month-year-old, it really moved the needle for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, from there on out, I, I feel like you could ask anyone I've met throughout my life from then on out about me and one of the first things they'd bring up is Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. I sang uh, Butterfly at our fifth grade graduation. Mm-hmm. I was the soloist because my voice had not changed. Of course. The uh, <laughs> uh, chorus teacher asked if I wanted to sing it down the octave or up the octave. I was like, up. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> like, hello. Why would I not? Um, and so, yeah, no, I went and saw Glitter the first night it was released. I bought the album Glitter on September 11th, the day it was released. And uh, Tell the whole story. Your mom... <laughs> Went to Circuit City well, and bought the album for you when there was I, a national crisis. L- let me explain. <laughs> I knew that there was 
something afoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was an, a, a national crisis occurring. We had an impromptu like meeting, like uh, um, an assembly, and uh, we were all taken to uh, our main Presley Hall, and we're told about this. You know, I was shaken up, but I was like, "Do I? Know? I don't know if I know anyone in New York. I don't know if my parents know anyone in New York." So I called my mom. And I was like, "Hey, mom! Oh my gosh! I heard something happened. Do we know anyone in New York? Do you know anyone in New York? Does anybody know anyone in New York?" She's like, "No, no, no." And I was like, "Okay." Are you still going to pick up Glenn? <laughs> because I was very excited for this. I was one of those albums that they had like on a pre-release uh, rack. So I went into like HMV two weeks prior and they, you could listen to 30 second clips of all the songs. And I was mm-hmm. just like, holy shit, lead the way is going to change my fucking life. Like I just was very ready for it. So, so yeah, I've loved Trevor since. She's my favorite artist of all time. Uh, Spice Girls, my history's not that deep. I had Spice. I believe mm-hmm. I had Spice World as well. I might have had a single. I think I might have had oh. a Spice Girls single growing up, but I don't have that many strong. The only, the strongest memory I have of them is I remember hearing Love Fool by the Cardigans and like arguing someone like, no, this is definitely the Spice Girls. It was not. <laughs> I've, never any, I've never heard of any of those words. Love Fool, Cardigan, whatever. It's a great uh, song. Uh, but, yeah, I, I remember uh, I didn't know what singles were. Mm. Um, so when I saw at like Sam's Club, I think they had all the singles of the Spice Girls. I was like, oh, what are all these like small CDs the with, be- with the just one the song on them? I need to buy every single one of them. And I just remember listening through all of them and being like, I don't know what these are, but I'm glad I have them. <laughs> well, you had to get the maxi singles, the ones with the remixes. The yeah, like they the had one. all the remixes. Well, that's great. Then I'm, you've got you won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was all about the merch. I was like I had I had every single because they had different variations of all the dolls. I had all of those. I had every VHS you could own. I had every single appearance. I remember the famous Oprah appearance recorded off of tape. Oh, yes, wow. that Spice Girls yeah, Spice World. Is that VHS? Yeah, this is, absolutely, this is absolutely a VHS. <laughs> Did you already have that? <laughs> no, I bought it actually. I, I bought it several months ago in preparation mm. for this day. I knew it would come. Nice. <laughs> I'm so glad. How, how did you rewatch? Well, Glitter's on HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, I just now. watched that on streaming. It's fair. Do you know Crossroads isn't anywhere? It's not. I That's was trying crime. to look up where I could get Crossroads, and I have never seen it, and it's nowhere to be found. It's very upsetting. Mm. It's horrible. Are you going to? We're going to have to write know. some stern letters to Netflix. Done. We're going to have, have to do a justice for Crossroads. Done. Have to do a justice for Glitter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What were your histories with them? Yeah, did well, you love I, them as, as young straight boys, or did you just know, like, oh, these are musicians and whatever? It, it's so interesting whenever I would hear, like, boys be like, oh, the Spice Girls are so hot. They're so hot. And I would just be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how fucking awesome right, they are, though. Right. Like, So I think that was, like, the first signs of, like, oh, I don't really find them, like, hot. Like, I mean, they're pretty, sure. But, like, but, like I mean, it's about, all about their personalities exactly. and about the music, like, and the fun. It's about the music. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go chronologically. Um, I, I, probably, I would have encountered Mariah first. My parents were huge Mariah fans. Well, because she's old. Like really? Up, yeah. Um, that, that was like their, especially my dad. I feel like in the 90s, my dad was all about those like powerful female like 90s R&B singers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, damn, um, Cam. <laughs> so, so, yeah, my, I grew up in a household that like blasted Mariah albums from basically all of the 90s. I was looking up her discography and just kind of like skimming through the albums yeah and like going back to like the first album or um someday it was the first it's a big hit hit that i her recognized. fourth number one and then just i was kind of like browsing all the albums and the it was just like basically ni- 1990 to 1999 there's just like 
She's a goddess. She's like oh. an icon of the 90s. <laughs> she is the only one. I mean, Artist of the Decade. She did win it. She actually won Artist of the Millennium as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can see why. Where, like, I can see Dubai why. or something? <laughs> no. From, like, Billboard Awards or some okay. shit. <laughs> I mean, she owned the 90s. She did. These are these are the singles that I, that I noted as, like, the ones Ooh. where I'm like, oh, classics. So, Someday, Make It Happen. Interesting. Dream Lover. Of course. All I Want for Christmas is You. I mean... Iconic, yeah. Uh, fantasy, one oh. sweet day, oh. always be my baby, always oh. be my baby. Honey, amazing. The beautiful ones. Oh, interesting. Great cover. cover. I that, to that, that that's today, more. Actually. That's more of a later appreciation. It's a <laughs> great version. Her and Cisco, yeah. and I guess all of Drew Hill, but mostly Cisco. When you believe the song with Whitney yes. Houston for Ooh. the Prince of Egypt. Yes. And heartbreaker. In, to quote Mariah, I'm surprised no one said pedals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty basic, though. I don't know the deep cuts. That, I, yeah, I, that's I know the, the deepest hits. cut. You can ignore that. <laughs> I love pedals, okay? Um, but yeah, so grew, grew up with a lot of Mariah. Yeah. Um, always found her very attractive. I'm, I'm uh, glad your eyes so are working. And, <laughs> but yeah, and then Spice Girls, I had a moment with, I had a very brief moment with when Spice came out, the first album. Mm-hmm. And it was primarily based on how attractive they were. <laughs> <laughs> particularly, particularly posh. That's so interesting because to me, like, Jerry was the sexy one. Like, she was the one, like, with the big boobs and she, like, hiked them up and she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she was the most overtly sexual one of all of them. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Um, Who do you find most attractive in your rewatch, by the way, since you said Victoria's Oh, now? you know, I'm, I feel like my, <laughs> my list probably just, like, completely swapped entirely. <laughs> I think I know what's coming. Because I was never a sporty fan, but I'm very much a sporty fan now. It's so, it's, so, it's so interesting because in New Jersey, when I tell you sporty was everyone's favorite. Mm. And like every girl I knew was just like sporty, sporty, sporty. And all the boys were just like sporty's the cutest one. Because she's like, I don't know, I guess in my town, like people like little athletic girls. But they were just like, yeah, she's like the most like naturally pretty and she doesn't do all the makeup and me, 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 me. I just love that she could and, sing. She uh, well, has, obviously, she's, yeah. she was, she's the voice of the special. Voice. And uh, I think she has, I think she has the best balance of like voice, attractiveness and like attitude. I feel like I like her kind of like degaff. She's really snarky, which is mm-hmm. attractive. Yeah, um, she's she's the one that made me laugh the most. I think interesting in the movie. Love that. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't until I like came out to California and I like met people from like different states, and they were like, "Oh, Sporty was my least favorite," and I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard this." I mean, yeah. she was my least favorite as a kid. I, I was kind of like, you know, she I think it. my budding my budding like straight tendencies were were like, "Oh, we don't want the." The girls that do boyish things. Mm. We want the ones that like are pretty. You know, Toxic just stand masculinity there being pretty. Is coming for all of <laughs> exactly. us. Cam is learning so exactly. much. Since he grew his hair out. <laughs> I know, he's grown. He's grown. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> oh my god. I gotta think. I think Spice Girls actually might have been first for me. I remember seeing there an ad for something Spice Girls related in Disney Adventures. And mm. saying, who are these attractive women? Um, <laughs> and then I was at a someone's friend's birthday party where someone gave him a copy of Spice as a gift. And at first I thought, oh, this is a gag because like he started like he like he like yanked it out of his friend's hands, like ran from the room like, oh, he's embarrassed. But he went and put it on the stereo. Yes, <laughs> yes she did. <laughs> <Love it. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Cranked it. And we, you know, we had a good time listening to Spice. Amazing. Um, as far as Mariah goes, I 
think my sister had Butterfly. She might have had an album or two, but I didn't really pay attention to the music until Heartbreaker in that era, the Rainbow oh, era. Right great here. time, yes. And then, of course, meeting that Matt is- Palmer, I'm constantly <laughs> fed a diet of Mariah Carey music. You know, everyone's put on the planet to do something, <laughs> and this is just what I've been tasked with. You so. don't understand. I've literally gotten to the point where I know what she had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> like, I I just know everything about yeah. it. I mean, if you watch the film Devo's available now, there are many Mariah Carey quotes throughout the movie. Yes. Direct, like, literally. Direct. Mariah Carey should get a writing credit. <laughs> don't say it too many times, darling. She'll come for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I put her name on the movie, it'll sell pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, so. Might as well. So I think I've, you know, I've, I've had a lot of fun then going back, especially this past week. Uh, this really sent me down a wormhole of listening to, well, first Glitter, the album, which mm-hmm. was... Available on Spotify now. Yes. And unexpectedly a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about the music um, in these movies, but also listening to a lot of Spice Girls tracks and, like Cam, discovering my love of Sporty Spice, Mel C., because I started checking out her solo stuff, too. I'm like, damn, this is yes. good. I turn to you? <laughs> yeah. Classic. <laughs> she put out a new song this week. I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened I to it yet. I heard it's amazing. It's a, her new album's coming out. It's a self-titled album. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited. I, I saw her Corden performance recently. How was she? She's, was it from home? I yeah, assume? it was from home. She's kind of like yeah, standing yeah. barefoot in her living room. And like, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's how we want it. Was it. Was fun. She doing it she's doing like, I, I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, Mel C was always the one that like, out of all of them really was the one who was like about the music about the performance like she was the one who you knew she had the dance training had the vocal training like she was she was the one who was all about the music i feel like because she's an athlete and a dancer i feel like she carries herself in this very like you know confident way confident way oh yeah yeah. like she she owns her body and i think that that's very attractive in my in my older age. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Grandpa Cam. <laughs> I, oh, oh, I, saw, I do remember the Jerry Hollowell thing very well, like going solo, and then that, that song. Yeah, I remember her. Me. Oh, and I remember that awful song she put out, <laughs> where she told us to look, look at her. <laughs> listen, I'm a drama queen, and it's like, oh. listen, listen, Boo. listen. <laughs> this is a very triggering topic for me. <laughs> like Jerry quitting. I will never forget that day as long as I live. <laughs> like I, and then, and then when she put out that solo album, mm. and I, I just remember listening to it and being like, I, this isn't right. Like this isn't right. Scream if you want to go faster. Is that what it's called? The album? Schizophonic is what it's called. Well, screaming. I, I did yeah, not make that title. Yeah, there's one a couple. Second. There's a couple albums. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all have like a couple albums, but um, uh, except Victoria, I don't think. Did she put out a full album? I don't know. <laughs> she had recorded one, but I don't think it ever. I know she had some singles, and then she was like, "Oh, I'm going to do fashion." <laughs> Scream if you want to go faster came out in 2001. That okay, was a different Jerry. Okay, um, but yeah, I I will never forget. And then just seeing when the spice, because you never want to believe it's real. And in the in like the late 90s, you you didn't have social media and everything, so like for all you knew, like it could have been fake, like a whole giant publicity stunt until you saw that single cover for goodbye mm. where the, with the, just the four of them. And you're just like, Oh no, this is real. And honestly, like, I mean, I know I've said this to you before. Shouldn't they have just stopped then? <laughs> Look, <laughs> the, problem, have been it. the problem with Jerry quitting was that 
like they had another excellent album in them. Like they were at the height of their career. They were not on a downward trajectory in the slightest. And they were yeah, on it was their only first, couple of years. That's yes. like nothing. And yeah. they were on their first world tour, which was selling out like nuts and everything. And then she just, quit. what was her reasoning? Like she, she wasn't told- happy. She she wasn't happy, and I and it's like I get she it. She overthinks. Like, she's the smart one. She she's the smart one. She was the older one. She was the mature one. She <laughs> she was she was always the one who, like, oh, kind of like. I mean, they all have had minds of their own, but I think Jerry really wanted to go down sort of a Madonna route, mm. and so I think she was. I don't want to say she like quit because of that, but like I just know she says she wasn't happy in the group anymore. She was exhausted, which makes sense because they were they were. Um, around from like 19 they were established in 1994 but like really like 1996 to 1998 was their heyday and but the thing is like what a heyday it was because they were everywhere like to see pop stars like blow up that quickly and that big it like you don't really see that yeah like nowadays like they were the number one anything and so so it, it it's a very upsetting because <laughs> I know they had another great album in them with the five of them. They really could have done it, and it, it could have been their last album and everything. But no, instead she just quit, mm. and then they released their third album as a foursome called Forever, which we do not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> she was the yeah, I should Cabello. mention I was like I was off the train after that first album. I didn't even catch interesting uh, this movie or Spice, Spice World. The album. Spice World's like, the best it, album. I mean, I, know, I think I was just two. like, <laughs> I think I was just like in a period where I was like just churning through lots of pop culture at the time. So mm. I was just like on yeah. to the next thing. Oh, I mean, the, the late nineties was just was a churning lot out a lot. A lot was happening in the late nineties. But yeah, well, yeah. Spice World, the album is so good for them because, um, and are the, all those Spice World songs in the movie, like the songs from the album? Yes, except okay. for Move Over is not featured in the movie. Okay. Move Over was written for their Pepsi commercial. Of course. Uh, but it's not in the movie, but it is on Ooh, the album I did, Spice World. I did recall that once I heard it on the album, like, shit, this, this <laughs> yeah. was a Pepsi commercial. Like, and, oh, and, oh, I know and Spice, the same thing. I heard it and I was like, how do I know this song so <laughs> yeah. well? And then I like looked it up and it was, yeah, part of a Pepsi Generation next. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, and the, the song sounds like a commercial song. <laughs> like that's yeah. the but song it's that also like, the worst do you, you remember that Britney Spears Pepsi commercial where she has this amazing song? Abby, it's so great. And I'm like, why was that not an album? If Spice Girls can put theirs on an album, why couldn't Britney? Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, no, but Spice World, the album is just where they, cause Spice is an excellent, excellent album, but they kind of had, you know, some R&B moments and everything, but like, they weren't an R&B group. So it, it doesn't, doesn't really, like, songs like Last Time Lover, like, is a good song, but I don't know if it necessarily, like, fits them super well. But then Spice World was when they were just like, oh no, we brought back bubblegum pop. Like, we are going to lean into right. that. And that's what Spice World is. And that's why I think Spice World works so well as an album. Oh, too much? Stop. Oh, amazing stuff. These are classics. <laughs> yeah. classics. I, like, I like too much. Oh. I also like. Much is great. Never give up the yes. good time. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, yes. What a great song. That was almost a single, but Jerry quit. Oh, man. <laughs> Viva Forever is my. I'm a Viva Forever girl. Like, that one's it for me. I do find both of those albums pretty front-loaded, for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, I, I have a similar feeling. I don't think... I think there are always some things, but it's a lot of, like, these are the obvious singles. And then it's like, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> the Spice Girls, they always did pick the right singles. They like, did. Yeah. yeah. I will say that about them. 
Yeah, but but also in Spice World is the demo version of Wannabe. Um, <laughs> you mean the, you mean the, the actual them. origin story of the Spice Girls, right? Yes, and they met at a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And they got a bunch of free milkshakes right. or, or whatever. And they were told that Wannabe needs a bit more jazz. Yeah, <laughs> more jazz because the the server was an old guy, and old guys like jazz. Yeah. It's the dad from Fleabag, which was fun. Is it yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that what movie, a great show! That movie's just packed with icons and legends. Isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. Um, I also have a new appreciation for Baby Spice. I feel like she's really funny. To oh me yeah, and, and a, a lovely pop voice. Uh, yes, as well. oh, very yeah. cute voice. Oh, yes. She's great. One of my favorite moments, I guess one of the dancers is hitting on her and she's like listing off all her uh, stuffed animals. <laughs> she's like, so there's just no room for you. Yeah, she's just like, I don't have time for boys. Like, I have stuffed animals. Like, And, I'm, and it's just like, yes, feminism. You don't need no man. You need stuffed animals. That, that is but I like the idea that like they're all taking up the bed, yeah. so I just don't have room for you. I love Love that. <laughs> Can't, I'm like shocked by your disapproval of Victoria's character. In this <laughs> oh, movie. God. I don't know. I just feel like she. Well, hold on. Before, I, I just want one more baby moment that I love. Uh-huh. And, and a Richard E. Grant moment is when he's like trying to just be like, I'll, I'll buy you all milk chocolate magnums each yeah. of you. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And she's like ready to like agree to that. But that, all the rest of them are like, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like trying to get her there. He's trying to get them to not take their day off or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I'll buy you all like a milkshake. Is that what a magnum is? I don't know. It's, <laughs> I think it's like a little ice cream yeah, treat. Ice cream bar. Oh, like a little ice cream treat, not e- like a little yeah. cup of. Oh, that's it. I'm imagining like this elaborate, like a milkshake or something. <laughs> no, it, um, no, it's like a little. It's like, like the Klondike bar of Europe. Oh, jeez! Yeah. And Emma was ready to like sell her day off for, yeah. for ice cream. <laughs> but I love how innocent she is. She's like, oh, that's 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 good what, for me. Like, what would you do for know, a Klondike bar? What would you do? I know, <laughs> and that's just baby spice for you. You know, I mean, Spice World. The script they just—it's such great writing for character. They knew all those characters like <laughs> so well. Okay, but we're getting into my my dislike of Victoria now. Yes, give us because uh, I think I she should have been like she, for an Oscar. She, I, feel, I just feel like she's always the one like trailing behind, like. Wearing the heels, like trying to keep up, and like I don't know, she it just she, she, oh. she just seems like she's just there to be pretty. And Damn, that's why. She's yeah, <laughs> and, I don't the know. There's like, like there's such there's such funnier Spice Girls in the in the group. She's not the funny one. To but me. that's what's the comedy about it is the four of them are just so energetic and nuts and everything and then she's just like like you say she's trying to keep up but like the great thing is she's not trying to keep up she's just like no <laughs> like like at this boot camp i'm just i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna go through these tires like and i'm just gonna yeah, walk just walks, past like, the shot, just like walking. brilliant that is comedy cam it's comedy you gotta have that outline and i love, always has I love everyone in the movie is calling it out it's a very self-aware movie which i was glad yes. to see and yeah. so, like, when George Went and Mark McKinney are those two characters, like, pitching the movie versions, and they do, like, the Spice Force 5 thing, yes. they have characters for, all, like, the, the four, and then they, and then they do Victoria, it's like, and Victoria. And just, Victoria's like, just hot. Yeah, he just starts <laughs> drooling. That's the part where Jerry turns into uh, Bob Hoskins. Yes. Oh, yeah. power equalization like, between randomly. the sexes. Yeah. That's, I think, what works about Spice World, because it's, like, of course it's terrible. It's spice like it's it's supposed to be the Spice Girls version of a hard day's night uh by the yeah, Beatles right. and like just a day in the life and they just go through all these crazy things like being abducted by aliens and like witnessing their um best friends the birth of their best <laughs> friend's child. Um oh and that line where Jerry like looks at her and like 
for some reason she's holding the baby first and not the mother but like whatever uh, and, she, and she looks at her and she goes now that is great power I'm just like oh my god, oh my like, god. and the nurse and the nurse is behind them like this woman is like in labor and like right there and the Spice Girls are all there and like two feet behind them a nurse is like what are you doing tonight to the other nurse and the nurse is like I'm going to see the Spice Girls <laughs> like as if the Spice but, Girls aren't yeah, right in front of her as if they are yeah. as if they don't just announce themselves by their existence it's just exactly like, <laughs> like as if you don't see Mel B's horns like that you know? but that is what I think works so well about Spice World as a movie it knows exactly what it's what it is it doesn't pretend to be anything serious or real or good it just is like hey you love the Spice Girls you want to have some fun for an hour and a half you want some great music in the background how you want adventure here you go Spice World Spice up your goddamn lives. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? When a movie knows what it is, that is a success. That's a strong argument. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, it should be 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Because <laughs> because it's just like, they knew what they were doing. Matt. Go for it, yeah, Matt, Palmer. Matt Palmer. Let's talk about glitter. Uh, I don't remember Spice World. <laughs> I watched it with Matt Steele. And it's not a movie. Like, what I remember is it wasn't a movie. <laughs> what I remember is it was just different scenes of them in different situations. And then, like, someone was pushing, like, a toy bus across the screen. Oh, yeah. and there was a chase scene or something. And I'm like, what is this? I can't believe this got made. It must have been filmed for, like, a week and a half. Like, it just... I love it. The, it all right. The issue with glitter is the direction. I think even beyond the writing, there are direct directorial choices made in glitter that are truly. Even as a ninth grader, I was like, "Vondi Curtis Hall, what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> like that moment that DJ Dice is coming towards Billy in the club, and it's like everything in the back turns to like a lava lamp. And it's like <laughs> he's just very slowly moving to it. It and like all of the explosions of fireworks in her eyes it's like we get it like you don't need to do all of this and that is what i think that's what makes the movie uh, the parts of the movie that are hard to watch in my opinion are because of the direction not because the performances yeah they can be a little flat the story is probably like very been done before Mm -hmm. but it's like competent outside of those directorial choices which i find so upsetting there was also an amazing line in the in beginning where she's at the foster uh home yeah and the two girls are like uh meet introducing themselves to her and uh uh the young debrats like this is uh so-and-so she's a puerto rican and and the little girl goes "Uh uh-uh i'm latin and it's like wait (laughs) (laughs) puerto rican is latina uh, I mean, but line? that that scene features truly the most eternal character mm, in the cat, the film. <laughs> the cat whisper lives for a good thirty a years. Time, yeah, like I love it at that moment when she picks up that cat in a scene that I truly think is well acted on Mariah's part when she's leaving DJ Dice mm-hmm. and like is wearing that red dress because he just got locked up before like. Friday Night Live or whatever they call their SNL on the show. Uh, and she had to cancel a performance and uh, get him out of jail. And she's leaving him in that red dress and that red lip. And, and she's like, don't blame me for your failure. Mm. And it's just like, oh, my God, what a performance. Tell him, Mariah. And so then Billy Frank, as she's stomping through the door, picks up Whisper, who we haven't seen since Child Mariah was on screen. And it's like, Whisper's still with us? 
I love it. I, I like to think that cat outlived all of us. I mean, that moment is truly brilliant. Oh my like, god! Like the picking up of the cat that we have not seen for an hour and a half is a, a directorial choice. Like I've never. Seen I before. just. Truly excellent. And if the movie had more of that mm. and more of the PR lady, <laughs> like then I would be like, yes, like glitter is yeah. a little more self aware and everything. Glitter's first half is strong in a way that mm. like watching it is fun. Not necessarily because it's good, but it is such <laughs> a fascinating train wreck. And then it kind of gets boring for me, I got to say. Like the, oh. the second half when they're just, the couple is at odds with each other. And we're kind of like, mm. we're kind of like checking off the boxes of this like hybrid of A Star is Born and Purple Rain and all those music movies that are much better than mm. Glitter. And like, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would like to think that the music really carries you through. You yeah. know, I feel like when you're hearing, I, I see that, you know, at the very end when she's belting out never too far, yes. you know, how can one not be moved with all the or, hair on one side, which I love. The hair's all on <laughs> one even, side. I loved them. Even sing, sitting at the piano and singing reflections care enough. Oh, like classic. If, if only Max Beasley wasn't in the back creepily staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> That is literally what I'm looking at right now. Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching that film in ninth grade with a ninth grade uh, Jeff mutual friend of all of ours, and as we were leaving the theater, he was singing "Reflections." Care enough? It's a beautiful. Uh, It's a beautiful song. It's catchy. It's melodic, and uh, it should have gotten more attention. It's "No Viva Forever," but Mm. you know, they're they're two different things. (laughs) 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 I agree with you, Matt Palmer. Two different skills. To me, the music does carry glitter, and I yeah. think that like whenever Mariah does like sing a song, it's just like everything stops for it. Right, and I think that that's effective, and and she's just that good. I think Mariah, the pop, Mar- Mariah the star, is that good, and she's mm-hmm. that like show stopping. Yeah, she, she elevates- when she sings, you pay attention. Right, like. She elevates the material. I mean, the material of the movie. The material, honestly, the yeah. soundtrack's excellent, and we all should just admit that to ourselves. <laughs> it was unfairly maligned. It's very fun. It's very 80s. Maybe it was a, a little soon for an 80s throwback in 2001, because people weren't really doing that <laughs> just yet. Uh, but I think, like, Didn't Mean to Turn You On is really oh great. I love All My yeah. Life. I love that's um, the that's the princiest non-prince right. song that's right? ever been made. <laughs> well, it's, the, the producers are from the time the Prince. Uh, oh, okay. The Prince yeah. Minneapolis band. So they are the producers that did all those Janet Jackson albums in the eighties. Oh yeah. And they actually did. did they the, do? Did they do? Because um, there's a, there's a Janet song that I've always thought was like so princey. Um, what have you done for me lately? Did they do? That oh one? yeah, yeah. They they okay. honestly yeah. did most of Janet's music for most of her career. So yes, okay. But that's a great cool. song. As is "Love Will Never Do Without You." And I'm just listing Janet songs. <laughs> we love her. Where's the Janet movie? Uh, it's, it's called oh. It's called Four Colored Girls. Oh right. <laughs> hey, it's also called uh, Poetic Justice yes. with Tupac. And uh, uh, what's the one? It was a sequel too. Oh, why did I get married too? Yes. <laughs> yes. Janet Jackson's an excellent actress. Oh, she's great. Uh, yes. I thought you she's meant Doctor Doolittle too. Oh, no, or, she did do that as or well. Or Eddie Professor, too. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, right. I mean, right. potato. Yeah, potato. exactly. <laughs> what are Eddie, we Eddie Murphy. <laughs> you know. Hey, there's some good songs on that soundtrack. <laughs> oh, the second, Eddie, It Doesn't Really Matter Eddie by Jan Jackson. Yeah. yeah. That's so excellent. Yeah. Um, Is the thong song in that, too? I feel like... You're always bringing it back to the thong song. <laughs> I feel like the thong song... Or, oh, I think it was like the thong song... Um, wait. It was like the remix with the... 
All right, this, I'm getting way off track. <laughs> you you you, you look that up, and I just, I just want to say while you're doing that, um, the the '80s throwback of Glitter, the album, I actually think is really mm-hmm. interesting because I think it could have it could have worked at the time if they did it in a different way. It just wasn't the kind mm-hmm. of '80s that people remembered or expected. Like mm. we were already talking about, didn't mean to turn you on being a, like a Prince song. It's like, yeah, like this was probably the place where Mariah could have fit in if she had been coming up during that time, like a Prince right, protege, R and B singer type of lane, like mm-hmm. uh, right. post disco dance songs. And mm-hmm. I, th- I just feel like, yeah, this moment now, there's way more fondness for that sound. Totally, and, yes. But always within my heart. Do you think that so was I like really enjoyed the album? <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Do you think that was like a time that she was nostalgic for? Like maybe she, you know, as a kid, she loved that music and wanted to harken back to that. I'm, sh- I'm sure she was because that was when she was like coming of age. I know Prince is one of her favorite artists and always has been. That's hence the cover of the Beautiful Ones on Butterfly. Um, so yeah, I think that was a, a time that was very special to her because you know if she was only a person on planet Earth that wasn't like a superstar for 19 of her years. You know, nine of those when she was like most aware of things that were around her. She was it was the eighties, so mm-hmm. I'm sure she has a lot of lot of fond eighties memories that she yeah. was trying to you know recreate. Oh, yeah, she was discovering her her voice. Yes, as an artist, an artiste, artiste. And confirmation, uh, Foxy Brown remix of Song Song in <laughs> the Clumps. <laughs> the Clumps, good to know. Good to Thank know. you. Thank you. Oh, now I'm curious to look at that soundtrack. Sorry. <laughs> take, a, take a gander. That's like the version of the thong song where like, it's like the ladies take it back. It's like oh, not yeah. just like objectification. It's like... <laughs> yeah, we, we, so it was like the no pigeon. This one's for the, the ladies. We definitely, I definitely remember you bringing this up when we did one of our music video episodes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> we talked about the oh, song. Oh, the thong song? song? <laughs> and, you, and you mentioned the Foxy Brown version. I love right. it. I'm glad and that the thong song Matt comes was up there so too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, no, I was definitely. Yeah. There. I think you were there too, Matt Steele. Did you? No, I didn't no? do that episode. Okay, good. No, this is your first time together on this. Right. Podcast. Oh, yeah. I my did. God. Uh, what were we watching? I did Mary Martin's Peter Pan and uh, the 1982 Annie. Oh, yeah. So we've never been together. Well, now we are. On what were we watching? Well, here we are now. Yeah, we're here to duke it out and have all your viewers. <laughs> Right in the comments, be like, Matt Steele's right. <laughs> also, Ken is wrong. Victoria is iconic. <laughs> but I feel like I should get points for liking her as a kid. <laughs> At least I have that. At least I've not just been a hater but, my oh, whole yeah. life. But you don't respect her. <laughs> You don't respect Victoria Adams' posh spice. Like, you should. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I'm just really sad that Scary got such a short end of the stick. Especially in the film, you does think? she not do much? I, I, it's hard for me to think about like what. Not a lot sticks out for me, I guess. Mm. That's so interesting. I feel like she does a lot. She's the loudest, right? One. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Well, she does have like the loudest freakouts, like when they're they're refusing to do the Albert Hall gig. I think she's the first. Oh one yeah, to she's the one. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny because when you, uh, in interviews and everything, uh, Jerry is very much just like, I hate how I come across in the film. I think I did such a terrible job and I was always like very like upset about that. And I was always very like, and I was like a little jealous because like the person who comes across so well is Victoria. <laughs> and, like, and she's like, and I did not come across nearly as well as her. And I'm just like, Jerry, you were fine. Like you were good. Yeah. Like you were yourself, you know? So she's being a little hard on herself, yeah. but you know. I think it's just like the guilt from leaving. From, from <laughs> you leave, <know>. abandoning. <laughs> from right. abandoning the girls. From abandoning her best mates. Friendship never ends. 
Time will never change it. It's okay. That's true. The best thing about them, though, is like they get into these like fights. Like they have these like public feuds and everything. Not that they're like huge giant public feuds or whatever, but like they're but they're very open about it. And they were always like that. Like when they were younger, like they were always like, oh yeah, like yesterday, like like Mel and Mel had a tiff or whatever. It was mostly like Mel and Jerry, <laughs> like Mel B and Jerry, like that would get into fights and everything. But they'd be like, yeah, yeah, they had a tiff, but like it's fine. Like we're still best mates. And it's like, but like when Jerry quit, they were just like, it's fine. You know, we understand we're still best mates. And it's like, oh, but you guys are so mad. At <laughs> I mean, how could they not be? <laughs> like you can just tell. And like even now, like Mel B, like when uh, they wanted to have like an, a reunion a couple years ago, not just last year. I remember Mel C didn't want to do it and Victoria obviously did not want to do it. Um, but, and Mel B was like on some late night show and I forget what host was just like, so why didn't that the reunion happen and everything? And Mel B was like, cause those other bitches didn't want to do it. <laughs> like they're just, they're very open about like, yeah, sometimes we like get frustrated with each other and everything like friends do. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like we have like this bond that like can never be broken. So we'll always be there for each other, mm. even when we're mad at each other. It's like, oh, that's the moral of Spice. <laughs> you know who I notice escaping all this drama is Baby. <laughs> oh yeah, Baby. Yeah, very much so. She. No one can. Conti- no one says it. anything bad about Baby. Yeah, <laughs> she can get away with anything. <laughs> oh yeah, and also Mel C like gets by like relatively unscathed as well. Um, there was that one time where Jerry and. Uh, Mel and Emma put out they didn't put it out Oof. but a, they went into the recording studio to try to do something as a trio it was a song called Song for Her Oof. and um, the song never came out officially but it did leak and what, when, how did it sound? it sounded fine no it didn't it was, it was truly the worst thing you've ever heard like, <laughs> it was oh not the worst my thing god it was a nice uh, family cheesy. friendly. It was a cheesy family friendly song. They sounded nice on it. And then, so Mel C, when this happened, cause Mel C was like, I don't want to record something with you guys. Like, have fun as a trio. And of course, Victoria was like, um, what? No. <laughs> and, um, and so, and so when it leaked, Mel C was on this, like, the British talk show. I think Graham Norton. I think Graham Norton. And, uh, they like played it. He was, he was like, have you heard the leak of the, the new gem song? Cause they were kind of going to go by like gem, Jerry, Emma, Melanie. Truly um, outrageous. And yeah, I know. <laughs> and, um, and, and there was like weird press photos with them in a bed wearing birthday hats. It was Ooh. very strange. <laughs> and so, and Mel C was just like, yes, I've heard it. <laughs> and then, and then Graham Norton was like, uh, well, let's play it, shall we? And Mel was like, okay. <laughs> and then they played it, and Mel, see, like, in true diplomatic fashion, being like, these are my friends, was just like, with a smile on her face, was just like, it's catchy. And then the host, I think Graham Norton, was just like, so's the bubonic plague. <laughs> and was just like, damn. And Mel C was just like, ha ha. And it's just like, oh man. <laughs> like, I bet. I'm glad they pulled the plug on that. that what yeah. an awful idea. <laughs> You know, then the next year, I think it was like next year, like a year and a half later, they were like, okay, the four of us, we're having a reunion tour. It's going to be great. And it was great. It was an excellent show. I, it was my first time out of the country. I flew all the way to London, England to see them at the Wembley Stadium, which I had that 1998 Wembley VHS tape. And I was like, I can't believe I'm here. I'm so close to them. This is the most exciting day of my life. It was great. And it was a great, great show. Like it was really fun. And it looked pretty cool. I was watching some clips from it this week. Oh, yeah. And it was it was just nothing but just a like thou I think the day I was there there were like a hundred thousand people there. And uh maybe a little less. I don't know, eighty thousand, whatever. I can't count that high. <laughs> and so uh and it was just all just like 
a bunch of British gay guys like in their thirties just crying. <laughs> it's just like, yes, absolutely. That's that's also something I was like looking at some of the crowd shots, and it was way more men than I expected. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Another wonderful thing was it was a lot of men, but it was also like a lot of mothers bringing their daughters, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is great! Like this is so sweet Girl power. and everything. But of course, the gay guys like I mean, got, of course. got I feel the like expensive any, seats. Like any the, divas of a certain age is going to have a largely male audience. At oh yeah. Point. It's the, like yes, you're going to be at like pride parades for the rest of your career, and we love that. It's yeah. going to be great. And the the floor level was just all the gays, and then the the stadium seating they were all the the mothers with their daughters because they were like, we're not going to spend that yeah, we much don't need, money. Yeah, we need but the gays were just like, oh no, like I literally I bought. You don't want to know how much money I dropped on these tickets, guys. Like. That was a day. That was a purchase. Hey, it was it like was four a in the morning. It was it was priceless. Yeah, exactly. You got to do it. <laughs> it was it was the best way to have your first out of the country experience. Oh, and the Spice World bus was there oh, that they yeah. used in the movie. Nice. Oh what a day! Big day. <laughs> oh, we should we should talk about that. That the very like Bond like. I mean, there's there's like a very Bond like quality to Spice World. Yes, but, there really is. Because the Spice bus is like equipped it's like oh my god high tech they're literally like there were probably like laser guns in there like, <laughs> yeah it, it was there was very much a bond theme like the the press the paparazzi were like villains and the re- head of the record label was just this bond yeah. talking head who just like sat one of, there was james bond and he's just like back there in this like lavish like which bond house. Yeah. roger moore from the, the 70s and part of the 80s yeah, roger oh moore. okay he was, he was the silliest bond yeah. so he he, he does oh, a good fitting for this of course. <laughs> okay and wasn't so he, pierce brosnan <laughs> you can tell he was there for like 30 minutes on set and just filmed yeah. like three scenes that were two seconds like his screen time is so minimal but he makes but he's, he's feeding a pig a piglet with a bottle He's feeding a piglet with a bottle in one of the, cause like in one scene he's like petting a cat and the next scene he's like feeding a piglet. This is comedy guys. Like this is great. It's, but yeah. It's I, funny cause he's like not really the vi- the villain. He's, he, it's like the worst he does is like tells the Spice Girls to like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's like the head of the record label. So he's the guy that <laughs> like, tells, their jobs. he's like the guy that tells yeah. Richard E. Grant what to do with right. the Spice Girls. So right, because he, right. the Spice Girls were supposed to like do their jobs uh he was just kind of like the boss that like was a little scary and i I find the bond theme interesting in spice world because like i feel like the late 90s there was a little bit of like a james bond resurgence oh yeah this is the same year as austin powers yeah and another and the the bond film tomorrow never dies also 97 i feel like yeah it was coming back and i i was thinking about that too and i feel like this must have played a big role in like the resurgence of like that kind of like 60s go-go aesthetic which mm-hmm. i feel like colors like the late 90s especially the early 2000s kind of just that like bubble gum like colorful mm-hmm. sheen pop sheen yeah and, british british you know, pop over everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it was very they definitely capitalized on that so i say good for them <laughs> the movie may have been a critical bomb but my ass was <laughs> if, in that if, if there's one audience i can say that this movie was not made for it is movie critics <laughs> <laughs> that seems right what do we know the rotten tomato scores for each of these films they're I both very low and oh, that's yeah. i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad i think they're both below 10 percent, which is <laughs> oh my something... god that's ridiculous well, okay yeah i want to talk about that like these are two films that are routinely listed among like the worst movies ever made and it's it it right. doesn't seem right, number one. <laughs> like, and and I don't know. I just feel like I want to get your guys' response to that. Uh, oh, Spice World, cr- uh, the critics' reviews, it's 35%. Oh, 
and forty uh, for critics and forty five percent for audience. What's glitter? Oh, uh, glitter six percent. Oh no! <laughs> Look, I feel. Not to get on my soapbox. I feel like that's a lot why you're of here. The, get on your soapbox. I guess yeah, that get is on why. Soapbox. I feel like a lot of it kind of ties into what people call guilty pleasures and what people think is like anything that is hyper feminine automatically is going to be viewed as as a little like something that is made for a more female audience or from a more female viewpoint. If it doesn't have a sort of seriousness to it, mm-hmm. it gets tossed aside as frivolous and, you know, bad in a way that like an Austin Powers wouldn't. Because mm-hmm. it can be frivolous and silly, but still be kind of male and taken seriously. Oh, but yeah. the fact that Spice World and Glitter are so like you know, unapologetically girly. And not to say there weren't any problems with them. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not saying they're perfect. I think, right. <laughs> no, they're not perfect, but I think like 6% is aggressive for glitter. Like it's truly <laughs> competent, if not a little dull outside of the music. Everyone does a fine job. It's like kind of paint by numbersy, but it's, it's harmless. I feel like with glitter specifically, Mariah Carey, as Cam has mentioned, was so ubiquitously on top throughout the 90s. Like every single year she had a new album and every year was another number one. And so to see her have this huge production behind her and have it do poorly was kind of like a relief or like something people like to see just because that's kind of how stardom works, especially for women. It's like you build them up for so long until they get to a certain Place where they're too powerful and or too old they're not in their 20s and so you tear them down and that's just a part of the the game of it and i yeah. feel like the fact that she was in something that was not great brought a lot of people made her an easy punchline i yeah. honestly wonder if 9-11 has a lot to do with it because... you know what i didn't say it <laughs> <laughs> no, no no okay so here's here's my argument it yes. was so the album was released on 9-11 yes bef- like 10 days before the movie mm-hmm so that's already like a buzzkill that like kills the album release. Totally. <laughs> I do think like culturally there is a shift after ni- like 9-11 onward. We take things way more seriously mm-hmm. post 9-11. Completely like agreed. there's no more room for humor and just like silliness. I feel like everything's either ironically funny or mm-hmm. just like obviously a comedy. But mm-hmm. things like we're talking about uh, don't fly as much post 911 oh, yeah. and i feel like it just has the misfortune of being released at like the exact wrong time right. like right after this horrible event and when everyone is like not in the mood yes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and i compl- i completely agree especially musically you think about what happens around that time like in the late 90s early 2000s it's the big pop boom after the spice girls and britney spears become huge But even uh, around that time, even Britney goes a little darker. She's like an I'm a slave for you. She's not putting out the big giant pop songs from her album. Mm -hmm. She's trying to seem a little cooler, a little sexier. Avril Lavigne comes out, who we love, but (laughs) comes out as like the anti-Britney. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not like them. I'm real. Like everyone has to be real or sexy or, you know, adult or mature in some way. And like the frivolousness frivolousness and lightness of Glitter and or Spice World is not as you know, acceptable. Yes. I'm not here for real. I'm not here for sexy. <laughs> I'm not here for adult. I'm here for, uh, uh, magically waking up a boy from a coma. <laughs> like, you and, know. and you know, lest we forget that this was glitter came out. Glitter was pushed yeah. back because Mariah had, uh, a mental and emotional exhaustion. Yeah. We'll call it. Okay. Um, and so that was 
Also, a lot of tabloid fodder. She was all over the news for these reasons of people just saying like, oh, she went crazy. She did this X, Y, and Z. So there's just a lot of factors at play that were leading up to this not being successful. These movies are kind of in a weird dialogue with each other in that way. Because it's something like Mm -hmm. the idea of once you're on top, they want to bring you down is something directly commented on by Spice World. (laughs) Like, that's that's those scenes with those tabloid journalists. That's that's all they oh, want yeah. to do is like we built we're, them up and we're, we're just gonna ruin them that would be that that's the only <laughs> bigger story so let's make it happen yeah, right you know oh yeah it's it, when the moment i'm thinking of the moment like where there are a couple of these segments where like jerry's asked a stupid question and she sarcastically says is the pope a catholic <laughs> and the uh, paparazzi guy who's hiding in like the salad display um, <laughs> um it's just like ah and then the newspaper runs uh, an ad, like an article saying like the Spice Girls have started to doubt their the religious <laughs> conviction of the Pope. <gasps> Catholics are furious, and it's just like this is so funny and like yeah. real. Like it, it, you know, I think it had a lot to say about that. Mm. So I, I do think it's interesting. Like you bring it up, like what did why is like Austin Powers so like critically lauded when it's just as silly as Spice World, right? Oh, I mean, okay, besides a plot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean. Like, it's the same type of silliness, like, the same type of outrageous characters and everything. Wacky, yeah, wacky characters um, and cameos everywhere. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I feel like we've been so, like, inundated with uh, the male gaze, the male perspective, that anything that, like, is outside of that is just not understood to the level that male-centric things are yeah and or and or not taken seriously right it's just like oh this is frivolous yeah yeah it's and like the whole like guilty pleasure thing it's just like no this is active pleasure (laughs) yeah guilty pleasure would be like if i'm like shooting up (laughs) like i like i know i shouldn't be doing this but i'm getting pleasure from it like that's that's what guilty pleasure is like like not like watching a movie that's really fun and features people who you love doing what they love and entertaining you like you shouldn't yeah. feel guilty about that. I feel guilty about none of mm. my opinions on the That's art good. that I like. All right, <laughs> there are some. There are also some really smart scenes in Spice World too. Like I, I love the climax of the movie. I think it's like, oh my it kind of came out of nowhere for me, and I was like, this is brilliant. This is sheer oh, brilliance. Uh, like <laughs> my aesthetic to a T is at the end. There's a giant chase right. scene of some sort oh with gosh. all the characters coming in and going out and everything. And Spice World just does it beautifully, and because of the fact that like. They're like, who's going to drive the bus? Where's Meatloaf? Who's going to drive the bus and everything? And Victoria's just like, I'm going to drive the bus. <laughs> it's just like, this is the most absurd position to put Victoria Adam oh, yeah. in. And that's why she should be Do you it. not refer to her as Victoria Beckham? In Spice World? No, she's Victoria Beckham. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is pre-Beckham Victoria. And I just right. like, Well, because also when she got married, I was just like, David Beckham, I don't know him. Yeah, he didn't didn't register for you. And I just love, it's like commenting just on how, how, how contrived the whole thing is. Like, yes, we, we are, we understand, we are aware. And Mark McKinney is like saying they, so then like they, they're on top of the bus right now. And they're like, why? It's like, those are the rules. They're on the bus. Those are the rules. That's what, that's just what happens in a movie. Go with it. This is how you make an entertaining movie. You just have them do random things. And suddenly they're on top of the bus. And then this person slips. And then, almost falls and then they grab this person and blah 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 and then there's oh wait there's four there's four oh the, the yeah, toy is driving that's right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so good 
it makes no sense and whatsoever. like when and then they almost hit yes men. and george went like talks about like they, and then the bus jumps across the bridge he's like sounds expensive and then like it's that little toy car <laughs> like, oh, but maybe not and, you know? <laughs> maybe not yeah and then they like drive past buckingham palace and they're just like hello harry hello yeah. William, and everything oh man and then and then the of course the, the end credits scene i was also blown away by that long tracking <laughs> shot where it's just all the actors in the movie like commenting on who their characters yeah. are like richard e grant and like, it's, i just like, don't want this to end my career he's like on the phone with it's it's if the movie was just that i would have been yeah. satisfied yeah. like just just that ending sequence with the credits is so iconic because it's all it's just amazing. like and it's like them meeting everyone on set for the first yeah. day and they're just like, we don't know what we're going to do, but like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> it's just like, yes, that's what you it's just so watched. sly and so cheeky, like in, in, in all these unexpected ways. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's not a guilty pleasure, Matt. Not at all. I agree with you. Thank you. Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Deserves more than a third. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say glitter deserves more <laughs> yeah, than a Yeah, I think so. You. I think so. Yes. Like a, a six, six is, is the lowest so. I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, come on, what's Geely? Geely's got to be worse. Uh, <laughs> I feel like also oh, while we're God. talking about kind of relative realness or, or awareness, um, I did have some questions about Glitter this time, uh, specifically the rom- the romance in it, where it's like mm-hmm. sometimes it's supposed to be reminding us of like this controlling Svengali-like relationship, but it's also like very much positioning Dice as her one true love. Like they in the end, even though he dies, is like they're meant to be together. Mm. And I know something, like a little bit, like the bullet points of Mariah Carey's history with Tommy Mottola. And I just wonder, as a Mariah fan, like how does that strike you in the movie? Well, uh, I believe a lot of the storylines in Glitter are inspired by her Mm -hmm. real life, but always changed a bit. And so I think that is a bit that has been changed. (laughs) uh, Because I know her mom always was like, you need to make sure everyone knows that this isn't your actual life, it's not your real life, because her mom was very much there for right. her, and like it was her dad who was more absent and all of this. So I'm sure the Spengali nature of it was important for her to uh, include in the script when Kate Lanier was writing it, because that was a big part of her early career is when she first started out, she married the head of her record label, Tommy Mottola, in 1993, I think. Um, and they were together for four years, and she's always re- remarked on that time of her life as feeling like a prisoner and not being able to leave. And being, if she were to leave to even go get McDonald's, like security would follow her places, and like she just didn't have any freedom in her own life. So I think the Svengali and the like overbearingness of that relationship probably is true to her life. But the romance and like one true love of it all, I don't believe she believed, especially at that point. And at this point, they were truly at odds. Like Mariah was still under Columbia Records in a yeah. way. Uh, like she was mostly with Virgin for the US release, but I think internationally she was still under Sony. So Tommy still knew what she was doing musically. So she would hear, she heard the song Loverboy, which was the first single from this album. Tommy Mottola heard that song and was like, okay, we've signed JLo to be the new Latin Mariah Carey. We need JLo to release a song with this sample before Mariah releases her song to cut her off Jeez. at the knees. Uh, and also we heard that she's going to do a duet with Ja Rule. It sounds good. Let's get the remix of that song to be a, of the JLo song to be with Ja Rule. We want them to record basically the same song and put it out before Mariah does just to cut her off at the knees. And it was just like Damn. every step of the way she was being thwarted. 
Uh, that's the thing. This, and when you think about it, it was really a no-win yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> like by the end of this, it just was like every plan she had had like you know come back to haunt her. It just sucks. Yeah, I, I mean, and I can see why she. Um, like for many, many years, for like decades, like was like, you're not allowed to say glitter in front of me. Like, right. Like you're not allowed, like it's called the G word in the house. Like you can't talk about it because not only are they negative associations with the fact that like, oh, this was like my first bomb. I'm sure just the making process. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't even know what happened with that. I'm sure. A lot of stuff like she didn't want to happen happen. Like I can't imagine like what that whole right. process was like. I'm sure like that was a lo- big struggle. So I'm sure she just maybe has some negative associations like with I, I, the I'm, making of in general yeah. as well. I'm very excited to read the glitter chapter of the meaning of Mariah Carey mm. available um, September 29th. Mariah's memoir. So everyone purchase. <laughs> it's on Amazon now. <laughs> oh, you can buy it now. It's for pre-sale now. Yeah, it's for pre-sale. Okay, Mariah. Of All of our fans are going to rush out and pre-order that book. I can't wait. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Everyone, you should need to get her. some sort of connection with them. And be like, just type in what are we watching at checkout? Ten <laughs> percent off. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god, that's way better sponsor than Squarespace. Ryan Carey's memoir. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know. she would appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that that'll definitely be quite be interesting like- in in this period in particular. Yeah, I I, I think I, ha- having learned a whole lot about what she was going through during that time. I got a lot of respect for her. And I, I mean, obviously it showed even yeah. at the time, but our culture was way less uh, kind to people in that, in that situation back then. Absolutely. Like Carson Daly literally saying, Mariah Carey has lost her mind on TRL. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. That's, thanks, Carson. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> I know. So helpful. So helpful. And when she gave ice cream to everyone on that set, she did that for him and he went and did that. Carson. It was... Yeah, no, she, I mean, that TRL appearance, like, was cited for months and months and months, but look how crazy she is. And you look back and it's like, she honestly has had crazier appearances on that show. (laughs) She had one where she called in and she's like, I'm naked in the shower, I'm doing high notes. And just like, we're just singing high notes for 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, Yeah. that's great. Love her. See, I think it's so crazy that people thought like, oh, she's lost it because she's doing that. And I was like, see, that makes her great. Like, it makes her iconic. Like, that's, because that's literally what I do. It was like, they were thinking of Dream Lover Ryan. They don't get how girls have fun. Tom Cruise jumping on the couch <laughs> exactly exactly just to get the word out <laughs> see and i even watched tom cruise jumping on the couch and even i was kind of just like oh he's just a little excited <laughs> like I, I, right that's how i watched the janet jackson super bowl when like i was like oh was that a boob a little bit and i was like huh i don't know yeah, <laughs> I didn't know yeah. What happened. like life yeah. went on yeah i just it was so quick and i was like then it was all we talked about for the next year aye, yeah aye. weird times maybe it just means that we're Crazy, because we we look at these things oh. and we're just like, oh, we're just ahead of the curve. True. Now they would be nothing. They'd be blips. And now you have to jump on the couch to like get some press. That's true. Like, you got to do all that. You got to take a swing. Was he talking about Katie Holmes in that? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how in love with Katie Holmes he was. Oh, okay. Do they talk? Does he see Surrey? I guess this is. But I have questions about that whole situation. I've never been invested in him whatsoever <laughs> like i've never uh, i'm more I've invested always, in her i want katie holmes to be happy sure like i want people to be happy but like i've never really thought that much about tom cruise mm. even like during his like crazy days i and think I mean, a lot and i guess he still has yeah crazy i think days, a lot but, about the yeah. career possibilities that katie holmes kind of missed out on because of being yeah it's true man. i do think about that as well um because yeah, I, I remember rewatching batman begins recently which is like right before made right before she started mm-hmm. 
in that relationship with Tom Cruise, and she's right. really good in that. Like she could have been mm-hmm. in these big blockbuster movies. Hot, hot take: I kind of like her better than Maggie Gyllenhaal in the Batman movies because <laughs> they role? recast yeah. her, right? They re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> was that against the like? I wonder if that was the, against the rules of her like agreement in marriage to Tom Cruise is that she couldn't work. Like I feel why like that was part of it. I kind of remember that period where it yeah. was like she was she couldn't be in it and it's so weird. Uh, there there seemed to be some tension, like mm. possibly. That's crazy. What was it about like a Christopher Nolan film that like they wouldn't let her do it? I mean, I don't think she was doing much of anything. I don't think yeah. she was in any movie. She was just she was in Mad Money. Tom Cruise's wife. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Diane, don't, know her. Diane don't recall Keaton that. And, uh, <laughs> someone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then she, then she, like as soon as she got divorced, you know, she kind of mm-hmm. come come back a little bit. Like starts work. Working, yes, I've working seen her a lot, little bit. You know, she yes, went to Broadway. I've, I've seen her around. Did she? What was she in? Uh, she did all my sons on Broadway. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't know all oh, your sons. Uh, that was that was actually before the divorce, I believe. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. I yeah. Well, that's near the end of it, we're a little like, off the beaten path. Yeah. But the 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 <laughs> yeah. common thread here is girl power because we're bringing back yes, <laughs> yes. That is and it. and, that and is justice it. for fill in the blank. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad that Katie Holmes has become part of this discussion. <laughs> I know. I'm glad she's on the list too of people who need justice. Oh, yeah, we we love the '90s guys. We love our '90s girls who need oh, justice. Man. I feel like I don't know. Like, at this point, I just I would just have like little moments to talk about. Is there? But is there any kind of like yeah. angle about these movies that we haven't discussed that you were that's on your mind? I don't know. Hit me with the moments. Well, just I, I sometimes mm. I just start listing things I like, like Mr. Step, the dancing teacher, and. Spice World. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. With the gloves and you're like, where are they? In a yeah. shed? In a, like the middle of nowhere, the countryside. And they're just going to, they're just like, oh, you have a rehearsal. You're, you're going to learn new choreography today. And then we're at the <laughs> dance lesson. And it ends up being like a military training <laughs> session. I'm, I'm into that sequence. I like the sound off song. I like the, the previous song where they're learning to catwalk yeah. essentially or whatever they're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you like uh, Saturday Night Divas? No, I think it's never give up on the good. Is, is that the one? Is in that scene? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Never give up, and then oh, and then the, the next one is sound off. Yeah, oh, Saturday Night Divas is in the club, isn't it? Which is another. No, Saturday Saturday Night Divas is when they're at the photo oh, yeah. shoot, and that's what I thought he was talking about when he said yes, catwalk. Okay, um, they're like in the photo oh, shoot, and they're like which is another moment I like, other. and that again, yeah. again <laughs> playing on the the sexuality thing, like when when. I, I, <laughs> when Sporty is dressing up as Danny Zuko. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, give me our gender-bending queer queen, Mel C. <laughs> like, amazing. I, I love the, her parody of yes. too. Yes, <laughs> really amazing. And the, uh, the thing with Spice World that I will say is, if you know not, do not know the Spice Girls' personalities, like, in and out, if you did not watch, if you just liked their music and didn't consume any of their other stuff, which, like, I don't know how you couldn't, because they literally had lollipops and cameras that they were selling. <laughs> like, they were on everything. You couldn't escape their interviews or anything. Um, but if you had no idea, really, like, who these girls are, the movie makes absolutely no sense like just it's pure and utter nonsense and you're so confused but because i was you know uh, a fan i i was like yes all of this makes complete sense to me because i was so used to just watching them for so long and being like yeah this is what i expected yeah but like so like the whole sequence of them like 
dressing up as each other and having that be a gag and a sort of a a semi plot in the movie for a period of time like oh we're going to get rid of throw away our personas and everything having that be a plot if you didn't know that they had these personas then you probably had some questions yeah. <laughs> um but i had no, no questions and honestly i'm going to say to those those people who had those questions the same thing that the harry potter fans said to me when i had questions about all the movies that i saw well you should have read the books <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to understand the movie you should have read the books and done your research. <laughs> the literary arena is where the Spice Girls truly shine. Absolutely. <laughs> well, like you should have consumed the interviews right. and blah, 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 blah. I will say I had a very superficial understanding of the Spice Girls before this. Like I, I, had, I, I had the one album mm. and I was into them just pretty much purely superficially, just mm. visually. Mm. <laughs> and so I, I'm pretty much coming into the movie blind in terms of their personalities. And you had questions, um, but did, or did it work? For, it worked for you more than it, it worked didn't, for right? me, though. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, oh, okay. that's, that's my good. point. Is like it does work for me, and but but I'm not a posh fan. So maybe yeah, Victoria, <laughs> if Victoria doesn't work for you, then I don't know what to say. Like this is the most disappointing fact that I know about you. And I'm so disappointed in this, but it's okay. You can learn one day. One day, one day you'll be like Meatloaf and love them all equally. Well, it's not bringing people right Wait, now. I, so we we've been on a ranking kick yes. uh, on our podcast lately. Okay. Um, can I get everyone's ranking of the of the five Spice Girls from favorite to least favorite? Yeah, you will get no such ranking. <laughs> Number one, Mel no C. Such ranking? No. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah, best singer. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just best. I mean, best singer. <laughs> um, best dancer. Okay. Yeah. Um, number two, Victoria. I do find her very funny. Okay. Uh, number three, Ginger at the time, not Ginger now. <laughs> number four. Well, let's do like your collective, like all time spice. Like, like you're just balancing the, the whole history. Maybe the baby spice. would be Ginger now. <laughs> baby um, three. Baby three. Okay. And then Mel B, and then Ginger. If we're, Ginger Lamb. If we're taking all time into account, I find Ginger really unpleasant these days. Wow. <laughs> like she's so <laughs> against what she was. She's so stuck up and like she's a little more buttoned so up. buttoned up in a way that, that I'm yeah. like, what? And what has happened? It's to very you? interesting because she was. I mean, you know, I, I they all had their own voice and their own personality and everything, but she was really the. She was the one who was the the big like yes this is our platform yeah, feminism and individuality she was she was the mouthpiece she was the spokesperson for that I mean she's still very outspoken like but just not in the same way I don't mm. know yeah I, I, she is a little she is a little more like conservative nowadays she's married with children um, also I'm judging the music she put out afterwards <laughs> I mean okay <laughs> she did not put out the worst music of them afterwards. You should hear some of those Victoria. I was going to say probably, Victoria, <laughs> like, but I mean, she was, you know, she was not a musician, which is interesting because she, um, she was very much the one who was just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to break off into a solo career and everything. She really was like, huh. I'm going to go the Madonna route and be like the new kind of Madonna. Who? Ginger? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's kind of just like, because I'm such a persona and I'm such a vocal, um, spokesperson for anything that I can, you know, be the the next Madonna. And she's never said this, obviously, but like there was that, that was sort of vibe. air of yeah. about her and everything. The if re- she, honestly, it was that first song. It could have changed everything. If she had a good first song, she could have gone a complete that song was so bad. 
so I, bad. It, it's not the worst song. I've oh, ever. well, on I that see, album. See, the thing is, the reason why I don't think it worked was because there is a. I see a lot of similarities between Jerry and Madonna, but the big difference I see is. Madonna always had her finger on the pulse of like what was the future, like what is mm. the hottest thing now. Like it's why she was so successful. It's like she was just so smart at being like, this is cool. This will be cool like in five months and I'm going to be ahead of the curve at all times. Jerry's taste was a little, she loved like a throwback. Mm. Like she loved a vintage everything. Like the whole lady is a vamp thing. Like you can tell Jerry was just eating that up in like the too much video. She was the, the Casablanca one. Like she, she loved a throwback moment. So I think that was kind of her aesthetic. Mm. So I think that maybe her aesthetic didn't really match having like your finger like on the pulse of like what's new and fresh right. at all times, you know, even though she does have very similar personality traits to Madonna. Okay. I don't know. I, you can tell I've thought about this. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but we love Jerry. I love Jerry. Jerry's, I mean, she's, girl, she is, she is yeah. girl power. Like, she is Jerry. Like, I think, I think my yes. ranking would probably be the same as yours, Matt Palmer. Yeah, exactly. Maxie, Victoria, Baby, Emma, Mel B, and then Jerry. Wow. Yeah. All this hate towards Jerry. <laughs> I like, I'm shocked. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't I dislike know. Jerry, but it, yeah, if I'm taking everything into account, I don't know. The, the, right. the others just seem way more. And I mean, yeah. I'm way more into the others. And I mean, the Union Jack dress is. That's right. <laughs> I had her in a different place when we were talking about yeah. her and the Spice Girls. It's just one of the most iconic dresses in all yeah, of but we can't music live. music history. Like she, she's the one I think of when I think Spice Girls. Like, yeah, when I, I like think of the time, she's like the she's, leader in my mind. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. At the um, time, she definitely was the star of the show. Yeah, and and I hate saying that because the reason why the Spice Girl, I will say this, and it'll be my dying breath. Like the reason why the Spice Girls worked so well is because there was no like leader. Like they all mm-hmm. were such an equal voice. Like even though like Victoria. I'm sure, like, did not have much to say musically, <laughs> like, at the time. Like, she, she was just like, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Like, I, she still, like, had such a persona that stood out in the group. And Richard E. Grant said this in an interview with them. He was just like, like, I figured, like, one of them would, like, take charge of the other ones and everything. But, like, they really each have their own individual. They each do what they want to do. And it's just, like, really refreshing to see. Like, one doesn't boss the other ones around. Um, yeah. So, but, but yeah, like Jerry, Jerry was the one that had, who really, really leaned into the girl power platform, which I think really elevated the group to help them elevate to a a level that, to the level Mm -hmm. that they were. Yeah. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. I, I, I get it. And I I like that part of her too. I feel like the movie almost a a little bit too much, like tells me that she's the smart one rather than shows me. It's like. Mm -hmm she read this in a book or she like <laughs> when she's like about to deliver the baby and she has like the dish towel yeah, glow, it's, it's, the it's, dish it's, washing it's usually like her. telling us it's it, but it, but she always seems so like unsure i don't know I, it i feel like there's probably better examples if i like watched interviews and just like really steeped in the mythology of the spice girls <laughs> mm-hmm. um but I, but I, I feel like the movie didn't quite show me that she was like mm. well so, i mean she agrees with you what's your ranking cam Okay, so um, I'll go bottom up. Um, <laughs> sorry it. to say, Posh is number five. Wow. <laughs> um, I just feel like she's kind of useless. <laughs> mm, <wow. laughs> like, I, I don't think her voice is great. 
I mean, no. She sounds, um, she sounds like, like she's, she's underwater. <laughs> like Scary, number four. I like Scary, but I feel like she's a little maybe too loud for me. She's like a little extra. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ginger for number three. Baby number two. Sporty number one. Okay. Wow. Right. Three sporties on the call. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. I mean, a vocalist. Yeah. You can't say no. You can't say, it's I like mean, she's, but the ranking that matters. No, I, I can't rank them. Like, <laughs> I, won't I, do I won't do it. Like, I do, Are they all I, number one? Are they no, all number they're one? all number one. Like, that's why yeah. I love the Spice Girls, because they were all equals in the group. Like, and, and it was genius marketing, yeah. the fact that they did not have a leader. Like, you can pick your flavor. And okay. the, Equalization they, of the Spices. They lean... And it was just like all these girls can have all these different interests and have these such like differing personalities and everything, but still be best friends. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Stunning. Well, in that case, if if you're ranking them all number one, mm-hmm. and I'm averaging out all of our rankings, the official, what were we watching oh, ranking of the Spice Girls? Wow. Number five, Ginger. Number four, Scary. Number three, Posh. Number two, Baby. Number one, Sporty. All right. Congratulations, All right. Mel. Um, <laughs> Queen. She's probably like spinning around her room right now. Like, yes. Yeah, she did it. She did it. And Melby's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's like, what the fuck? She, she won me over hard during Spice World. All right. Um, I'm a big fan. And I great. think, yeah, and I think that's like one of the things that's most apparent when you listen to the Spice Girls as an adult, as a parent, <laughs> as opposed to as a child. It's like, oh, that's someone that can sing really, really well. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, why is voice. she doing all the ending answers <laughs> on every single song? Yeah, to do. She can sing, she can dance, she can snark. She's the best. She can backflip. We love her. She got tattoos. She's the modern She's woman of the tats. 90s. Hey. She it all. <laughs> and she does musical theater, too. She had a whole album of musical oh, theater cool. songs. It's great. Show tunes. <laughs> but the god but the goddess of the nineties is Mariah. Yeah. Of course. I mean <laughs> I mean she Mariah owns the nineties in terms of music, like obviously. Obviously. She was around for the whole nineties in Spice Girls for yeah. just a little bit of time. Um, but what a time <laughs> I did the nineties were I did have a fun glitter and spice world connection to reveal. You guys might know this already. Ooh, oh, excited. But Max Beasley, our friend DJ Dice, used to date Mel B. <gasps> did really? You know this? this is. Uh, I mean, I this did is not know that. This is Wikipedia information, so grain of salt. But <laughs> when did they date? They dated. Get this: between 2000 and 2002, during the making of and release no. of Glitter. Whoa! <laughs> Mel be on set? Oh my god! If Mel B was on set, what do you think she and Mariah talked about? <laughs> I maybe mean, I don't know. Like, hey, saw you at an award show a couple years ago. <laughs> Mariah was probably just like, "Oh, do you sing? How's have you been? <laughs> How's that music going? <laughs> Spice Girls." <laughs> Oh, you know, I love that because mm, tonight. Wow, that's that's breaking news. I had no idea. Yeah, small world. <laughs> yeah, I I will say of all the people post glitter, Max Beasley has been one of the kinder people. Like I think Tia Texada like talked to some shit on the movie and or Mariah, so we don't like her. But Max was she Be- the Latin friend? She was the Latin friend. <laughs> I'm and, Latin, and then but Max Beasley has been. Very kind, always like, you know what? It was a great experience. It didn't turn out how we wanted, but Mariah was such a pro. Great to work with on set. And, and Padma Lakshmi also yeah. has nothing but positive things to say. That's another, like, <laughs> whoa, that's another, like, list of things I like. Like, oh my God. It's Padma great. Lakshmi. I love yeah. that she's there as silk. And she's perfect, too. Silk. Like, <laughs> that she outfit with like the unitard like with the feathers unbelievable the gray, amazing and she's just like singing <laughs> off key she's like the she's like the protege prince picked up when he was really drunk and then the next morning realizes <laughs> oh no 
It's like, no, this isn't. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. Yeah. But she looks They great. don't matter. They're right. back up. They're just back up. <laughs> just the whole beginning of the movie is very dream girls. Like, we don't do backup. And then the girls are like, come on. And she's like, okay, fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, it didn't take much to convince you, but okay. Glitter to me has a lot of quotes that I love. Not that Spice World isn't quotable, but I've just been quoting Glitter a lot longer. <laughs> uh, from, uh-oh, drunk again, to... <laughs> Classic. To, uh, you must be smoking dusty. Another great one. <laughs> the Glitter can't overpower the artist. <laughs> oh, yes, course, that director yeah. is also another standout performance. All of the transitions where like, some oh. sort of like confetti or glitter oh, or something is used... Beautiful. And like, no, they all, and like the, they edit the movie by just like removing frames. So exactly. Like, yeah. Instead yeah. of cutting, like, all right, we're fast forwarding yeah. now. Look at all these frames you're missing. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Who decided this? Yeah. And then that scene where Dice is like at his jerkiest in the limo, uh, telling oh. off her friend, telling off Billy's friends. It's saying like these insults that seem to come from like an extraterrestrial. Like what? <laughs> I, I produce more than body pops, fat ass. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> Don't mouth Everything. off again, roach bag. Yeah, like what? <laughs> roach bag. What is a roach bag? I don't know. Those are definitely Alexa thought of jokes. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> mad libs. They're not good. They're all mad libs. Yeah. How involved was Mariah Carey in the writing of Glitters? Like, I don't. I think she probably inspired Kate a bit, but you know, Kate Lanier, I think had done some biopic work before. So she she left. wrote. Not she wrote What's Love Got to Do with It, which is a great movie. Yes, Whoa. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, no way. So Mariah really trusted her. What's Love Got to Do with It's a great movie. Like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And I want to say, hey, she wrote Set It Off. I think that's right. Which now to Bratzen? Yeah, she wrote "Set It Off." <laughs> She's written, and then after "Glitter," she wrote "Beauty Shop," and she wrote a favorite of your, your you guys, two mats, "Crazy Sexy Cool," the TLC story. Yes! <laughs> a classic film. Man. I need to rewatch that. Damn. Man, Little Mama was good. Damn, I uh, I was in a movie with uh, the guy that played Puff Daddy. Mm. Yeah, well, fun. fun fact. <laughs> He's they're very all, nice. They're all fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all fun. <laughs> Unless there's uh, anything glaring that we've that we haven't discussed yet, it might be time to uh, throw out some pitches. Oh, this ain't a day when we I'm in it for riches. Sequel, prequel, remake. Wanna throw me some pitches for guffin? Well, glitter may at times take itself a little too seriously, and may suffer from an issue scripting wise. Uh, its heart is in the right place. It has this crazy thing called a plot that is one <laughs> that can be followed from beginning to end. Um, I feel like uh, it was unfairly maligned by the media, overlooked after all of this time, not just as a film, but as a soundtrack. It could have been one of the greats. I feel like Prince would have been proud to hear so many of those songs. And it was a, an accurate depiction of a kind of music that was occurring at the time. Mariah Carey put her heart, soul, and blood into a film that she cared so much about. It wasn't like she just showed up on set and started gagging off for two weeks. <laughs> she really <laughs> built her life around this film, this soundtrack. And just recently in the past two years, there was a Justice for Glitter campaign. The fans rallied, brought it back to number one on the iTunes charts because that's how much this 
album and film has touched people's lives, touched people's hearts, changed the world. And I think we all deserve to give it its just due. Because, you know, it was a, a film and a an album that was the unluckiest of its time. It was just an unfortunate situation. Any other world, Mariah Carey's Glitter would have been welcomed, at least with some a lukewarm open arms. And I feel like it's been dragged through the mud long enough. And, you know, I think that should end today. Thank you. <laughs> so you're saying a, a re-release of Glitter. Yes, I'm saying we now need to re-release in, it in theaters. It should, it should be the first movie released in uh, you know, the post-apocalyptic movie theaters that we will... Yeah. So yeah. Is that your closing argument or your pitch? I felt like that was more of a closing <laughs> argument. It's both. Okay. Re-release okay. Glitter. Re-release Glitter. <laughs> well, mine is a pitch for something new. So I was so excited about the Spice Girls reunion tour. I, and the thing is, like, I know for months and months, the girls were all planning on, like, we want to do something, we want to do something, we want to do something, but what can it be? So people were like, new, a new album, a new album. And I was just like, guys, that's not happening. <laughs> like, that is not happening. You will not, could not pay to bring Victoria into a recording studio. <laughs> but, and then people were like, oh, a tour, a tour, a tour. And I was like, a tour would be very exciting. And it was because I was there and it was worth every single cent I paid for it. But what I really wanted at the time was a Spice World too. I was like, <laughs> if there was a, if they, if what they did to reunite was a surprise drop sequel to Spice World, this is something that Victoria could have easily done. She would be on set for, I don't know, like just like a couple hours a day for two weeks. They could have filmed it in L.A. where she shot. She wouldn't have to sing a note. <laughs> like, because I know that's, like, not what she wants to do and everything. If the, if it was released to, like, a Netflix, and if they released it in the same way they released movies and everything in the 90s, which was kind of just, like, there wasn't social media and there they didn't have a huge, like, press ramp up for it like I remember when the Babysitter's Club movie happened literally just a trailer for the Babysitter's Club <laughs> dropped and like kids just lost their minds like if there was suddenly a trailer for a Spice World 2 on Netflix that popped up people would go absolutely ape shit nuts and people would watch it and they wouldn't have to go to a movie theater to watch it. We can put it on Netflix, maybe play it at certain select theaters so it can be eligible for Oscars. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> of course, and, and that's what we want to see and just make another spice world where, but it's, it's the spice girls in their forties with their children, <laughs> just doing their children with their, like doing their mom thing. Like, like they're, they're doing, you know, the mom thing and they're retired musicians and everything. But like, then they have to like give one final performance. And so it's like them like rehearsing and like trying to get back in like the shape and everything. And they meet again with that choreographer, whoever he was and like have to do the boot camp again. Like everyone would watch that. Everyone would watch that. People would love it and go nuts. So that is my pitch. If someone would like to give me a trillion dollars to produce it, because I'm sure that is Victoria's like price tag <laughs> <laughs> to do something like this, then I would be, be very appreciative. I would watch that. Yes, you would, Cam. I also read that on, on Wikipedia that they there there have been talks for like an animated sequel where they're all yeah. superheroes. I was not into that. I'm like, what? No, I'm not into like an animated Spice Girl, nothing. 
But I mean, I mean if, I all, if all five of them, if all five of them are involved, I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Like that's what you want to see. I will literally write the screenplay for them for free. Like I will do it. And Hollywood, this guy is an amazing yeah. writer. <laughs> Thank you, Cam. De- Devo's oh. no, like Devo's is such a well-written script. Oh, thank you. I, I've been I've been waiting to, I've been waiting to to throw praise on it Aww. on on air um, because yeah, Devo's is is a delight. Thank you, joy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Watch it now if you haven't yet. It's fun to do thank pitches you. with an actual screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> I like if someone was like write a Spice World two tomorrow, I'll be like done. I, I, cause I know I don't, there's not any pressure for it to make sense. So, that's true. <laughs> and that's yeah. the hardest part about writing a script. Cause girl, I got jokes and scenes for days, but like having something make sense, like that takes a little while to map out. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Spice World, no pressure there. I can do it. I can do it in an hour. Totally. That's, a, that's a longer time than it took to write Wannabe. So. <laughs> well, I think, uh, for my pitch, like, some of that plays into what I've thought of, like just the feasibility of getting everyone in the same area physically, mm-hmm. like to make it more enticing for them to do. So, okay. Picture this, the blues brothers meets VH one divas live. That's the concept. <laughs> <laughs> and so in this movie, we watched the spice bus cruise all over LA in a single zany day stopping Uh for all kinds of comedy hijinks and musical performances from female artists, female artists only, all while being Mm. chased by like the befuddled British paparazzi who doesn't know what to do in LA, some kind of humorless government agent, maybe from the IRS, because like one of the one of the spices didn't pay their her taxes. Mm, that was that was melting. <laughs> and like a whole like a whole collab house of like really obnoxious social media influencers who are like glomming on and trying to make this into content. Great. And so the very loose plot will be about the Spice Girls trying to stage a all star girl power review at the Hollywood Bowl. Okay. And then the big climax is when they get there, like and they finally get to that point, they find that like meddling record industry execs and marketers are compromising the event's feminist message. So that stops once and for all when the Spice Girls enlist the help of the boss, which turns out to be a super powered diva slash music mogul played by Mariah Carey. Love mm-hmm. it. And then they call all their friends from around town to join in one final show-stopping number. And uh, my working title for this is One Spice Day. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Because it all takes place in one day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's perfect. We just need to throw the PR lady in there. So. <laughs> yeah. Done. I'm sure she's there. <laughs> she needs to be in there. I thought your title was going to be like Glitter and Spice and everything oh. else. <laughs> that's another <Cute>. good one. <laughs> Um, So mine is not really related to either of these things that we've talked about because I don't feel confident enough in knowing the history and the the bodies of work of of Spice Girls or Mariah. But so I was thinking, like, what what current pop star do I want a movie about? Like in 2020, what what pop star would I want to, like, see a movie like centered around? And I feel like Beyonce is kind of already on it with like lemonade and her visual albums and black is king is coming out which i'm excited about yeah in a couple um, hours in a number of hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like lady gaga would have been a good candidate maybe like 10 years ago but i feel like i'm a little like over like the the period of gaga that i would want that movie okay 
So my my candidate, my, my the person I w- I want to see the Big Frida movie. Do you guys know Big Frida? <laughs> only a little bit. Only like her work on the Beyonce tracks and the like Drake tracks and stuff, and yeah, on Kesha's yeah. song. So, so she, yeah, she, she's from New Orleans. She's a pioneer in the genre of bounce music, uh, which is like the Drake song "Nice for What." Mm-hmm. It's kind of in her style. Mm-hmm. One of the most fun concerts I've ever seen in my whole life is Big Frida. Okay. Just like the energy, the dancing was amazing, and I feel like um, I would just love to see like a semi-autobiographical movie set in New Orleans of about her or like a character very loosely based on her or something. Starts off as a backup dancer for a drag queen and then rises to become the queen of bounce. I love it, and it should be fun and fun first and foremost, like all about the fun. Like I would love like a heightened kind of Spice World like. Um, comedy, okay, but I imagine there would be kind of like dance battles. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of imagining like the rap battles in Eight Mile, mm-hmm. where it's just like everything oh kind of God. like leads up to this epic dance battle in the end between Big Frida and like some rival bounce artist. And all right, let's go. I want to see that energy. On, I, I want to see that energy in a movie. I feel like it would be it would be great because. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not terribly in touch with like enough pop artists <laughs> today. To, like, Being free to solid, it could be the thing that makes her a household name. So that's yeah. a good. That's a and solid. She, she has trip. like a show. She's had like a reality show that I've seen like an episode or two of. Mm. It's fun. It's great. Nice. I think she's a delightful personality, and I would but love can, to see. Can she give you the drama? Can she give you the single tear? <laughs> <laughs> I bet she? she could. I bet All she right. could. We'll get it out of her. If not, we have those little drops that can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh, great. Big Freedom movie coming to screens sometime. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Titled yeah. Bounce. Oh, yes. That would be That's the title. Good. Solid. Solid. That would, that also would, the name of a, yeah. also the name of a failed Sondheim musical. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was thinking of the, um, Ben Affleck and Gwyneth Paltrow romantic comedy. Is that? Oh, bounce. bounce. Interesting. Yeah. What year is that? I want to say the year 2000. Mm. I think that's right. Cause I, I feel like I looked it up. That sounds like, yeah, that's, that's right been a while. For a twenty years. Yeah, I could name yes. something twenty years on. Two thousand, and it is okay. Affleck and Paltrow, which would be such a uh, <laughs> people would revolt if they had a romantic comedy today oh in twenty twenty. <laughs> like, what is this? Right. I feel like even just like naming a a romantic comedy bounce is like a very uh, early two thousands thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like bounce would be appropriate for like a movie that Cam was describing for twenty. Yeah. <laughs> to me, well, like future a, romantic future. What were we watching? Candidate too. bounce. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, those are those are our ideas for movies. So Hollywood, if you want to pick up on any of them, well, first pick up the one from the the screenwriter, the proven screenwriter. <laughs> but also just re-release glitter or one of our yes. crazy or one of our <laughs> yes. wacky ideas. We'll be waiting here for our checks with our hand out expectantly like Terrence Howard. Of course. And then we're gonna shoot you in the chest. <laughs> of course, yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> and then one of you guys will have Cam will have all his hair parted to the side yeah. as, he, as he sings on stage. <laughs> I now I want to see that. I've never envisioned Cam's hairstyle that way. In a, like a champagne yeah. pink little dress. preview. preview this, this is, there we go. It works. The there side. she is. He's doing it. One side. He's oh doing my it. gosh. 
<laughs> Billy, Billy, is that you? It's Billy. <laughs> I love your work. <laughs> Miss Frank. I'm going to try to keep it like this until the end. Yes, yes. Recording. And then go meet your mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably as long as, as Mariah's hair in that movie. It's close. It's getting there. It's Quarantine, close. you know. I, know. I mean, I'm sure she had like a little extension in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she had a, some sort Pop of a little extension yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think it's, I think it's a moment of truth, and I think this is the what were we watching moment for us. This is a very right. special episode. It's it's been a it's been a love fest mostly, but it also is Spice World v Glitter. What were we watching? We've got to figure out which do we stand. Where do we stand on the stand? So, guys, I, I want you both, Matts, just to give us one one little last plea, one little last closing argument for why we should stand either Spice World or Glitter. Well, Spice World represents friendship, represents fun. It represents that friendship never ending. It represents girl power, which is appropriate for all times in history, but I think is also very relevant in you know the Me Too era that we are living it passes the Bechdel test by a million miles, and there is really nothing quite like it. And it knows what it is, and it is a blast. Well done. Noted. Matt? Matt Palmer? <laughs> well, I kind of did mine, but... Right. Uh, <laughs> you, know, just to, you know, just to reiterate, mm-hmm. Glitter's heart's in the bright place. Incredible music throughout. A, a, a beautiful soundtrack experience that had everything up against it. It's been unfairly maligned over the years. Um, it has a, a plot, even if it's a plot we might have seen before, that gets you from point A to point B, which is lovely. It's like a, you know, a, a nice car, like a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, it just, it, it deserves more. It's really been drugged through the mud. It was the butt of so many jokes. And I feel like, you know, if the lambs in 2018 could have justice for glitter, I think what were we watching could have justice for glitter as well tonight. So wow. I'd like you'd be in great company if you made the right choice today. Those are both wonderful speeches. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's I, hard. I will, I will say, yeah, I, I appreciate glitter. I, I mean, I like, I like I like a musical movie uh, based on a pop star that maybe isn't quite delivering on the drama, but like delivering on the musicianship. That's why I love Purple Rain. <laughs> so you gotta like glitter. Glitter is kind of similar. It's like, yeah, it's like the the plot is fine, but when Mariah has her moments, it it really is like magic, and it, it like the show stops. And I would give the album. Glitter, like just a little bit of an edge over Spice World, the album, personally. But I think Spice World, the experience, the movie, and the album together, I just have a little bit more of a positive outcome. Like, I'm in love with all the Spice Girls. Like, <laughs> and they're just, they're so charming. Like, Mariah's charming too. But I feel like that movie itself is such a downer. <laughs> Um, like, you know, tragic, tragic things happen, you know, that's life sometimes, but spice world. I I just feel like I can like, I can watch it and I can just be delighted and I can, I don't know, be just cheered up by it. So it's just, it's very, very close for me because I feel, I I get the merits of both. both Spice world, just spice world's just a little bit more like 
endearing to me, despite Mariah being like an, an utter goddess. <laughs> okay, well, point I just feel like her, her time was the '90s, <laughs> and I feel like this is after her time, and I feel like we're getting Spice Spice Girls like right in the thick of their time. So that's well, Mariah did put out the biggest selling album of the year, like. Four years after Glitter, but Ooh. it's fine. <laughs> Just so we're all clear. But 2001 was not her time. 1997 was Spice Girls' time. Yes, it was a lovely flash in the pan for them. I love it. <laughs> I think it was a great time. <laughs> wow. Now this is the conflict that we want. This is the V was hiding here all the time. Mm. Come on, Eric. I, I mean, I echo Cam in that this is a very difficult choice. It's actually more difficult than I thought it would be. Going in, not having seen Spice World, knowing a little bit about it, I'm like, I'm probably going to be, I'm going to like this movie. And I know Glitter's a bad movie, but, you know, like, <laughs> I hadn't seen, I hadn't watched, I hadn't really watched or even thought about Glitter since we, we watched it all those years ago, Matt Palmer. And mm. yeah, I put him on, it became a much harder choice. So. I did, I did what I do a lot on this podcast is I watched movies twice. <laughs> so I rewatched. No, you did not. You watched Eric. both of those movies twice? I sure did. Oh my <laughs> this God. Girl, this girl puts in the work. He's a professional. I love, I love the research, you know? That's me. I, I, and I love them both in the same way that I love both of you guys. You know, there, there's different reasons <laughs> why, why I love both of you guys. So. Spice World, like Cam said, I am falling in love with all the Spice Girls. It's them at the height of their powers. And Spice World is a movie I will always think I will be entertained by. However, Glitter is a movie I will always be fascinated by. Like, there's just so much to think about. And, like, some, and yes, some of it comes from, like, not, not a great place, but some, but surprising, a surprising amount of it was like, oh, now I'm seeing more of the, the backstory here. Uh, how, the, the way the music, plays into it the way her her own persona plays into it it's just i don't know it's a lot to think about and especially when a movie is kind of dull in its second half like it kept my gears turning um so i gotta say glitter yes (laughs) hey we love it well guys so, so Lindsay is the tiebreaker. Tie yeah. Do we remember what, what did she say? I remember very vividly because she voted for glitter. Yes. Did she really? Oh, yes. She, and I was, and I was blown <laughs> away and furious because I was like, wait a minute. Lindsay is like a big giant lovable goofball. Like, how is she picking? Glitter over Spice World. And she's like, well, because Glitter was a movie. Exactly. Uh, and I'm like, no, but that's the point of Spice World is we're just here to have fun and craziness. Wow. <laughs> and I hear like, you, yeah, Matt but- Steele. I, I, like I like the irreverence. I like the, like the lack of shape that Spice World has. I think that's like part of its appeal is like, yeah. it's just, it's just kind of like, you just drop in for 36 hours, I think, is technically yeah. the... <laughs> and here are just girls who are just being themselves. And there's yeah. no romance whatsoever. It's great. Love it. Because well, who cares about romance when you have stuffed animals? Yeah. <laughs> sitting in your bed waiting for you. Well, it was the number two best movie we discussed oh. today. So I think that's like something great well, for us. <laughs> look, the important thing, regardless of results, is that our eyes are open now. Like this is That's true. And That's I got to thank both of you, Matt Steele and Matt Palmer, for helping us do that. So helping us achieve that. We're happy to help. We do what we can. <laughs> this was such a wonderful time. It it definitely delivered. Uh, 
it definitely met <laughs> my very high expectations for <laughs> what this discussion could be. So thank well, you. I'm so glad. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you for having I'm us. I'm pretty positive this is the most most in-depth discussion that has ever been had about Spice World or Glitter Exactly. Combined. We're breaking the mold um, here. Like, I guarantee you that first production meeting of, like, Glitter, they were just like, okay, uh, we're going to do this, and it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, but before we go, we uh, want to give you the mic uh, for a second. Go ahead and, and plug whatever you got to plug for our listeners. Where else can they listen to you, find you, experience your joy and creativity. Well, you can follow the both of us uh, if you tune into our uh, YouTube show, Two Gay Mats, uh, which is on YouTube, Two Gay Mats, T-W-O, very easy to find. Um, for all, you know, the sort of uh, concept of our show is my background's in musical theater, his background is in pop music, obviously. Um, and so we both come at things from different perspectives. Um, we also have a podcast, which is every Monday. You can find that wherever you are able to find your podcast, Apple um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Spotify. Yeah, yeah. All that Spotify, all that fun stuff. Um, me individually, you can follow me on social media at It's Matt Steele. Um, so I T S M A T T S T E E L E. I always say at it's Matt Steele and people are like at Matt Steele. And I'm like, no, at it's Matt Steele, not it's at Matt Steele. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, but you can also follow them, my movie, which just came out, um, two weeks ago, uh, called Devos anywhere where you can, uh, rent or buy movies. So iTunes, Amazon, YouTube movies, uh, Fandango now, Voodoo, uh, Google Play, all of everywhere everywhere just literally all you, you'll find yeah. It. it yeah all literally right. all of them um so yeah it, it's so out. good y'all do everyone it. should do watch it. it i i highly recommend it i, yes, I still want to talk to matt Steele about the things i like about it thanks but i'll okay. save it i'll save it for after the cast <laughs> thank you i appreciate it yeah so if you like uh stories about bitchy boys in their high school musical then check out divos d-i-v-o-s exclamation point don't forget that exclamation All right, point. you can't forget it. Lots of articles have, and I've been furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Palmer Music. Uh, I am a musician as well. If you go on Spotify, iTunes, look up Matt Palmer. You'll find lots of songs there that I wrote and sing. Um, I have a song in the Devo's movie uh, called Up to Par. It's going to be available on August 7th. So if you just take a look around on your Spotify or iTunes, look for Up to Par by Matt Palmer. August 7th, you'll get a fun song there. And I have new music coming sometime quarantine, you know, whatever. But it's, it's on the way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, five podcasts, YouTube channel, all, all, this, all the stuff Matt Seal said. Well, you guys truly put us to shame. Um, and we're, we're, but we're here online too. What were we watching on social media? What were we watching? And, uh, uh, our website and our Bandcamp page. Those got all of our older episodes. Like I said at the top, we got 172, a shocking number to Matt Palmer. So there's that crazy. There's <laughs> just so many. We've been doing it for well, like six years now, I think. Yeah, you've been wow. doing it for a long time. Well, yeah, 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 we it? do. We just passed that threshold, yes, didn't we? we? Our anniversary was like last week or something. We didn't. Oh, yeah. we didn't get each other. Happy anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of work. Like people don't realize how much work it is. So the fact that you've been doing it for so long. I think long we just is. had our first anniversary actually. Like our, a, what do you mean our first? our first podcast anniversary? Oh, we did. Yes, yeah, in yeah. July, and we're about to hit our three hundredth video. Damn. I know. Damn. A lot yeah. of videos. Well, this is our anniversary gift then, this discussion. Because this yes. is yes. something we've, we've been <laughs> tabbed for a long time. And ours to you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, and also, if you want to write in, um, if you have a stand to take, if you have a vote to cast in the Spice World v. Glitter debate, please let us know. 
at what were we watching at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Justice for Spice World. Yes, Justice for Spice justice. World. Spice World 2, available at mm, some Tolerance point. for glitter. Tolerance for glitter. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you once again. This was a blast, and we hope to have you back on again soon, either individually and as a unit. This is, this is wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and thank you for having us. We yes. appreciate it, and it's good to see your faces because we I haven't know, seen you guys so long. In, we haven't seen so you guys in 2020. <laughs> oh my god, that's so yeah. sad to think about. But I know, I know what a time. So on that note, <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I'm an upper. Thank, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, for Matt Steele and Matt Palmer and Cam Seamer, I'm Eric Ambler. Thanks for listening to What Were We Watching, and until next time. Girl power, equalization between the sexes. Hmm.